Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. Hey, this is Leon Pope, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For all you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? So yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the beach. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. You're listening to Causeway Street. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Where are we going? You guys are such homeless. It's your boy Terry here. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys Joe, Sway, Joel, and Sean. Another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast, where the Celtics have gotten back to their winning ways. Jay Crowder's back. Al Horford's back. The team's at full strength, fellas. I feel like they always win right before our podcast. So we don't ever just think that they suck. Well, is that why we can't get into the, the, the negative? But we always do. We always, because we just always like last week when you, when you we called me out, talking about like I was complaining about uh, Brad Stevens and how he was doing things. Oh, was that last episode or the week, or the week before? I don't know. What I don't know. You hate Brad Stevens. So I, I know don't that. hate Brad Stevens. But, hey, we got Al Horford, Jay Crowder back. So we'll talk about that, of course. We got a full jam-packed studio right now. We had to install another mic for our boy right here. I had to put Zach Pelequin is in the building. Go. He's not on the phone. He's right here in Woo. studio. Welcome to Causeway Street Studio. Gracing you with my presence. Get to see my beautiful face as we talk. Causeway Celtics. Street 101. Ball. 101. 101. Get, get my me. lesson in 
class 101. Yeah. <laughs> it's right on the door, Celtics man. 101. It's right on the door. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put that shit up every time before we record. Just put Causeway Street. <laughs> so is this the turning point with Al Horford and Jay Crowder being back? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about uh, the Warriors game, all the stuff that happened after the game with Joel's uh, boy, Draymond Green, had to say about Ooh. the Celtics fans. We'll also talk about uh, do the Celtics have a chance of acquiring Clay Thompson? Because according to Brian Scalabrini, there is a chance. We'll get into that report. Sources say. Fucking Scal. If you haven't heard already, we'll get into it and we'll break it down. What? Scal's a re- reliable reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Only goes with the facts. Mm-hmm. Facts only. Facts only. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas calls out his teammates and the coaching staff after that Warriors game, so we have to talk about that. And uh, we got a jam-packed show. We're going to tie it up with, in case you missed it, like we always do. Let's just say a Joel lot went on last week. A, a lot, lot happened. A lot. With the we got to we got to squeeze it all in, and we're, and we're looking ahead too, right? And time to <laughs> not even gonna do it yet. Wait, just hold <laughs> not on. yet, not hold yet. Hold on, hold on. I gotta get my voice ready. All right, build up to that. Yep. Well, first things first, guys. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards. For ingredients and building a community of home chefs. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with, of course, free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash causeway. Again, that's blueapron.com slash causeway. You will love how good it feels, how good it tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Again, that's blueapron.com slash causeway. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. So, Saturday night, out of the blue, because I didn't see this coming. I don't know if you guys saw this coming. I mean, I, we knew that Jay Crowder and Al Horford were going to make the trip, but I thought, if anything, best case scenario, maybe we see Al Horford. I didn't think we see both. I didn't think that uh, Jay Crowder would be ready to go. Both of those guys were in action, and they certainly had a role in the uh, two-point win that came down to the, to the last two plays, and both plays, Al Horford had his freaking footprints all over him, all man. Over him. Or, his, or his handprints. He, he was he was the his, guy on both his, his ends, both ends on the floor, man. He gets the uh, the go ahead shot with what 1.3 seconds left on the other side of the floor. Game ending block walks off. I, mean, I love the way he walked off. He walked off with so much swag. He's just like, come on. He's like clapping, like, come on, let's go. We're on to Minnesota. Let's get out of here. What's the next team? Who's the next victim? I'm back. I'm ready to go, man. We're going to get some more wins. Yeah, that was, That's the attitude he had. That was the Saturday. first Al Horford game that we had all year. Like That was the yeah. first game that Al Horford was the best player on the floor mm-hmm. all night for the Celtics. From on start. the floor from, for both teams. For both yeah. teams. Yeah. From start to end, yeah. Yeah. For, and, I agree and, with that. And so like, when I was looking at it, it was like, yeah, he was injured for how many games did he end up missing? Nine. Eight? Nine. Nine. Nine, yeah. Nine games. Crowder was eight. But yeah. Even before that, though. Horford was, you know, and a half. took a little bit, took a little bit of time to sort of get into his, into what he was trying to do. Those what nine games that he had off, he looked fresh. He looked great. He looked exactly what the type of player I thought we were going to get he the entire time. He didn't look like rusty, I guess, right. for whatever yeah. reason. That's what I loved about it. Yeah, for whatever reason, you know, this uh, protocol for concussions, you know, didn't. Joel hates that. Protocol. Didn't hinder. <laughs> didn't hinder on like him like practicing. He just couldn't obviously participate in any real games. You just and... wanted to throw him back out there. If no, you were I, a coach would be like, "Get out there, man!" No, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, Joel, Joel wouldn't. I wouldn't like the NFL does. No, no, no I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Have, I, wouldn't have. I know he would want to play like the next I'm day. I'm sure he did, but it's good to see him. Or did he? <laughs> 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 we'll put him in the next. We'll put him in the new segment. 
No. Ooh. Oh, that's Ooh. right. <laughs> wow. Hey, I forgot to mention that. We got a new, we got another segment from Ducha. Ducha. Don't oh. give the credit to me, man. This is all you. Which one? This segment? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, this it's is all you, man. Take that credit. <laughs> Grab onto it's that bad, credit. It's a bad segment. Grab onto that credit because it's, it. it's so Ducha that you, <laughs> like, you can't, obviously, this is Ducha's segment. But it was this, good, it was good to see Horford, you know, double double, do what he does. Well, double double and that block at the end of the game sealed that game. Even though it was Aaron Baines, is that his first name? Aaron? I think so. Even though it was, <laughs> it sounds, 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 even right. though it was Baines that took that final shot, I mean, it was still a, 10 foot bunny that if Horford wasn't there to just block the shit out of it. And and that's what he did. He yeah. blocked, he blocked him so bad that his face mask came off. If you notice <laughs> and his man, his little man bun yeah. came undone too. I, no, no, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen, but I wish, but Hor- he, he blocked the life out of he, he, Horford, he, he was crying in the locker room afterwards too. Horford just showed him like, Hey, I'm way better than you. That's what he said by blocking that guy's shot. Cause Baines gets some run on Detroit somehow. I don't understand that, but, and how they – that was like the fifth option. Gotta, the inbounder was like – got to ask Stan Gundy why. Yeah. The inbounder was like, if I pass him the ball, his first option is to pass it to me back. So – But they didn't have enough time. With like one second on the yeah, clock. No, exactly. Baines was like the, the seventh option on the court at that point. But that's great defense by the Celtics. And obviously, that's what I mean. Like Baines <laughs> – yeah, no, Okay. So, <laughs> so he was counting on his fingers over here. Like, it's only like, five players it, out of it, it makes me wonder what the fifth and sixth option were. The fifth and sixth option <laughs> was just thrown in the punt? crowd. One was punt? Yeah. <laughs> the other one was Stan Van The other one was Stan Van Gundy, yeah. What about, what about the uh, Celtics possession before that where it looked like looked like Smart injured himself really well, badly? Yo, all I got to say about that possession, I know everyone shits on Smart because he was one for nine last night, but this is – I'm going to keep saying it every podcast because every podcast he does this the game before. He makes game-winning plays. If Smart wasn't there, that rebound goes to Detroit, and we don't have – You probably have it We're going overtime. Overtime, yeah. Smart just out of literally nowhere just comes in and tries to get that ball up, and then uh, Horford gets, gets the rebound off that. Oh, I was surprised that he actually played because of the, you know, the ankle well, yeah. injury in the prior game. He's a fighter. He's a bulldog, and that's why Marcus Smart – if you don't get any offensive production out of Marcus Smart, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it now. I'm totally okay with it. So he's like DMX. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad dog yeah, bark. Yeah, that was. My oh, voice yeah. went away. Was, oh, was, there you there go. go. There you go. Little right, poodle go. bark over there. here. <laughs> Yorkie. <laughs> One thing I feel like, uh, one thing that, that that was overlooked, I feel like, is, is his, his his defensive presence. Obviously, we had the biggest defensive play of the game, but even throughout the entire all four quarters, I mean, his presence was felt on both ends of the floor. I love the fact how he can, of course, not only knock down threes, but he knows when to do this up fake and drive inside. Like they, they couldn't figure him out. I feel like Big Al, the Pistons, yeah, the Pistons yeah. bigs, they couldn't figure him out. If he's gonna shoot, oh, oh, he's gonna probably drive in this time. No, I'm gonna shoot. He knocks down a three pointer. Oh, he's gonna shoot right now. No, I'm gonna drive. Like he had. He controlled the tempo of the uh, of the Celtics' offense just by just t- touching the ball, pretty much. Whether he was better, whether he was shooting or or setting a screen, or if he was just moving the ball around. If you just move the ball through him, it's just it makes a huge difference yeah. in terms of like just spacing. I feel like the Celtics, on the court, Celtics overall, their ball movement was was great last night. And that's something and, we and didn't and see and on Friday. And Horford, that's and something Horford, we didn't see on Friday. What do you mean? Horford, Horford makes that makes makes a difference. You didn't like the spacing? No, I thought the spacing was fine, but. The ball movement, I thought, could have been a lot better. I don't think it would have been down to the wire. I don't think we would have scored under 100 points. If Isaiah Thomas was playing, in my opinion, Isaiah Thomas was playing pretty selfishly last night, especially 
in the third and fourth quarter. But I'm talking I'm talking about every time Al Horford touched the ball. Right. Well, no, Al Horford yeah. makes that difference because yeah, he's, he's able to he's be the, the big. When yeah. he's in the lineup. Yeah. When, he's the, when he's in the lineup that's what I and mean. the ball goes, and he, he just has to touch it once. Does that necessarily have to make a play? But overall, as 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 their spacing and their ball movement, it can be much better. And oh, we've yeah. seen I mean, it be much better. I don't think game. last night was a great no, I know you're right. It wasn't a great example, example but it looked a lot better than Jinx. it did on Friday. You owe me a high life afterwards. All right. <laughs> Classy. Well, on Friday, there was certainly that was not the case with the Celtics. The spacing was bad. They weren't rotating the ball, and they scored nine points in the third quarter. Nine. I don't care if you're playing playing the Warriors. You had, you have to score more than nine points, we've and they held them scoreless. The Warriors held the Celtics scoreless for like almost six minutes. Throughout that third quarter, which certainly made a difference. You can't do that against the Brooklyn Nets and expect to win. You definitely no, can't. You can. Okay, maybe you can. Maybe you can. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> the Nets, maybe the Nets you, were a bad example. You can clean it up in the fourth quarter and come back against the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets, right. but you're not going to pull that off against the Golden State Warriors. You see my point. In that third quarter, <laughs> that third quarter was certainly the difference. Not Denver, though. You know, not Denver. Yeah. Or the Wizards. But, but, I don't know. What do you mean? No, they lost against both. Oh, teams. that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. no, okay. What I was well, that, that first quarter, that that first quarter was the same. Yeah, this is the same thing, right? What I was going to well, say though, why points. why have the Celtics had this? They've probably had three quarters like that during the year so far this year. Like they've looked great offensively, but then they'll get into this funk, and they get into these funks like one every three games. It's, well, it's they, mostly it's mostly the first and the third quarter. Well, that yes. gets back. that's the issue for this. Yes. Well, then let's go back to my question here: Is this a turning point now that Al Horford and Jay Crowder are back? I don't know. It's, is that is that the missing link? Yes. Having those two guys in the front court, you think so, Zach? Absolutely. Because I, I feel like people people overlooked the fact that Jay Crowder and Al Horford weren't there, and that the fact that they were getting blown out by teams like Washington. You're missing two fifths of your starting lineup. That's going to affect any team in the NBA. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be the the Brooklyn Nets all the way to the the Warriors. You cannot be missing two starters and, and play the same game that you would, as we saw last night with Detroit. So absolutely going to make a world of difference. And I mean, I think we're pretty much in agreement that the best player on this team right now is Al Horford. I've changed or, my opinion on that. Yeah, after last night, Isaiah. Oh no, uh, my, I always say right, he's right, the maybe, most maybe valuable. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But at the same Horford's time, the most valuable. It's arguable. Okay. We can at least sit here and have a conversation yeah. about who the best player on right. the team is. Yes. Right. If yeah. that player is missing. Take LeBron off the Cavs. What do you have? Sorry. Don't be hitting shit over here. I'm, 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 I'm getting animated. He's handsy. Handsy Zach. Yeah. <laughs> your hands are flying all over the place. Hey. Yo, whoa, hey, watch out, man. Yeah, get your hands off that. Yeah. No, see, Zach, I, hands I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, most teams, if you're missing two of your starting guys, it's going to make a, it's gonna make a difference. No. But I just think this team is talented enough to beat those guys. Is this it? team is talented enough without Al Horford, without Jay Crowder, uh, to not get blown out 31 to 9 against the Warriors? Here, here's my response to that. We saw something last year in the playoffs about the Celtics team. When they are weakened and you're missing key pieces of this team, they're not the same team. No. And I it, I, it pains me to say it. I love this team. I love what they bring when they're out there playing full strength. They're going balls to the walls, for lack of a better term, and they're going to be aggressive. You know, you got Marcus Smart, Bradley. They're going to play that that pit bull mentality. You lose one of those guys, this team's dynamic changes a lot, and especially Jay Crowder, a guy yep. right in the middle of that lineup. If they just had him, I think they would have been fine against a couple of those games that they had over the last like week or two. Against the Warriors? I th- uh, maybe let's, not the Warriors, but the Warriors are the best team in the league. Said, let's put the, it like this. He said a couple. He said a couple. Okay, so we can agree that <laughs> the Wizards, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> so we can agree that you, you shouldn't be getting blown out by the Chicago, Wizards, even yeah. if you no. don't have Jay Crowder. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's put it like this, though. If the Warriors didn't have their third and fourth best best starter, so you take off Draymond Green, you take off Klay Thompson. Yeah. Different I, team. I, how are you looking at them? 
You know what I mean? And Jeff Van Gundy said something pretty, uh, um, you know, interesting on the podcast, on the podcast, on the broadcast. broadcast. You guys yeah. had him on? No, nah, wow. yeah, Jeff. Yeah, that was episode 44. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go scroll back, guys. Listen to everyone. Uh, <laughs> you'll hear Shout Jeff out to everybody. JVG. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, he said, people come up to me and say, what's wrong with Boston? And he says, they're injured. That's all that's wrong with them. Yeah, like, exactly. That's it. Like, they, they don't have Jake. You don't have two of your best players on the team. So like your top four players, you you might you subtract two, you're gonna be you're gonna struggle. So this was another question that was brought up over. Hold on, Bobby. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna answer your question. Yeah, let's let roll it. He didn't get his two cents in. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we gotta we gotta have you know Zach and his his points. Don't your pennies. You can't leave him out. You know, he's not on the phone. I can't just be like, I'll just mute his mic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually here. He can see me muting his mic. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what don't, the don't fuck, man? Don't touch that button. <laughs> I can see you. No, but you you asked, is this a turning point? And is this the missing link? Yes, the missing link. They, those two are the missing link. Turning point. Who knows? Because the schedule dictates itself. It's right. not. It's not up to the Celtics who they play. You know, you got Minnesota coming up. Oh, Sean will fill us in. All I'm saying is, I'm going to say is, you. <laughs> am I there already? Am I there already? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Am I going? My bad. All I'm going to say is, the schedule. Sean's like, you want to look ahead? Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Do it right now. Other than the days that they are playing, other than the days that are playing, because, you know, it's like three games and like four nights, something crazy like that. Yeah, they're true. playing against easier Jam-packed. teams. Like if they were challenged, like you know, I don't know, more playoff contending teams coming up, then maybe I could say, yeah, they could, that could be a turning point because they're now they're going to be challenged. But now I think they're just trying to just get used to playing with each other. How many games have they were have they played at full strength? What besides besides Saturday night, three, two games? Three, yeah, the first yeah. the first week of the season, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, that was it. So so it's they're still they're still learning. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I always think about what Brad Stevens had to say a week ago when he said, this isn't a finished product. This team is it's a work in progress, and they're not quite there. You look at a team like the Golden State Warriors, yeah, of course, they have to adapt to Kevin Durant, and they have to, you know, sort of uh, spread the wealth more because now you have someone like Kevin Durant top, what, two or whatever, one of the best scores in the NBA on your team. So obviously your offense has to adapt to that. But for the most part, they, they're in a – they're in – they're in rhythm already. You know what I mean? This isn't a team that having that, that that's, that's suffering injuries in their starting line like the Celtics. This isn't a team that that's still trying to find themselves. I yeah. mean, they're they're almost pretty much a finished product. Cleveland, they're, they're Cleveland is another example. Cleveland is the, exactly. probably the best exactly. example of a team that already know they have their identity and they're just going out there to to, to protect their their championship. Yeah, you know? that's what the Celtics and, did right there. That's a key word right there. Identity. Yes. The Celtics don't have an identity right now. They should have an identity. No, no. Well, we should. No, you're right, but. Despite we should have been able to carry the identity over from last year and just add a hell no, of a but this is a different team, Sean. That's my point, though. This is a different team. Despite them being at full strength for the first time on Saturday night after, like, two weeks, they still don't have an identity. Not even offensively and defensively. If you look at the Which other I teams, guess. the two teams that I just mentioned, they're better they don't have a rookie coming off the bench that's just trying to find himself. They don't have someone like Terry Rozier who was sitting on the bench pretty much all through last season that's now getting meaningful minutes. Right. Going up to Maine, yeah. So, right. so I guess, so, so what you, what you guys are saying then is that maybe it's, it's the, maybe it's the, take... maybe it's the bench. I mean, that's probably the, my, 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 no, I... the focal point of a team that's trying to, the, the bench is trying to find its identity, you know, well, with the whole all team, these guys. The, the whole team, team sort of is because yeah. we haven't been at full strength other than oh, the bench, last night was the first, the start, uh, the, the, Saturday night was the first game that we've had all year that well, we've been yeah. full strength. Well, it's like yeah. Joel said, since yeah. the first week of the season, Saturday this team has not been even full, Marcus full Martin strength. played the first week. That's true, actually. Yeah, you're Last right. night, Saturday yeah. night was the first game the full, we had you're our right. whole yeah. exactly. You're right. You're right. Yeah. The bench got weakened with Marcus Smart, 
being in the starting lineup. The starting lineup obviously got weakened because your two players, your two key players were out in Horford and, and Crowder. Now their starting lineup is back intact. The bench is back intact. So let's see what happens in this next week or so to actually say, have they turned the corner? But I don't think anyone was more frustrated from the Celtics locker room than Isaiah Thomas, who, of course, expressed his frustration with not only his teammates, but with his coaching staff, which kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, Thomas went on to say right after the game that uh, he feels like his team, his teammates gave up along with his coaching staff. He says, uh, and I quote, talking about the third quarter, he says, yeah, at that point, the game is turned around. I guess we gave up. I mean, coaching staff as well. We started subbing. It was bad, especially me. I only played 27 minutes. We gave up. It's not every game you hear Isaiah Thomas talk about how many minutes he played and talking about his coaching staff not essentially not giving him enough minutes. So I was caught by surprise. What do you guys think? Should we not take this? Should we take this lightly? Did Isaiah Thomas sort of uh, just was he just fueling off of the emotion of the loss? Was he out of? Was he? Should he not have said this? What what, what should you guys take on this? What he said, in my opinion, is good and bad. It would be more looked at as bad if the Celtics didn't play the following night with Al Horford and Jay Crowder. Granted, they only won by two points with those two back in the lineup. It looks as if what he said is not a big deal. But if they didn't play and they were off until like, I don't know, Two or three days, it would it would have resonated. Yeah, people would have been talking about that for a lot longer. It like, 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 like who does he think he is? That kind of, like, I think that kind of reaction. Well, I think, and this is sort of what I got from that is when, like, when things are going okay, Isaiah Thomas is a full one hundred percent team player. But if things start to go sour with this Celtics team, especially as constituted right now with all the expectations that are there, Isaiah Thomas could be a problem. If things go bad, I think he's obviously, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I'm not saying he's a bad seed or anything like that, but he expects to win and to try and win every single night. So when Brad Stevens is resting players in a blowout loss on the first night of a back to back and he's not okay with that, I don't know, Isaiah, you gotta like, like, I'm giving him a full pass, 100%. Yeah, yeah because it doesn't, the sting is not as, Right. Bad because of the next game. And I'm okay with him being a sore loser because you don't want good losers on your team. But that, that type of thing where you're calling out the coaches. I don't know if he's a sore loser though. I think he was like, we never gave ourselves a chance to win the game. That's how he feels. Well, they also didn't give themselves a chance when they went down by 29 points. No, I, I understand that, but like he only played 27 minutes compared to what he usually plays. And so then he was like, if I'm not in the game, the coach, coach is not trusting the process in his mind. Well, I get it because the Celtics are the kind of team, and I think we all know this, is that they get down big and they fight back. I mean, don't, don't, That's their MO. Yeah, I get it. Don't don't get me wrong. If he did play his full regular minutes, 40-plus minutes, and they lost, I don't think he would have called out his coaching staff. No, but, I mean, he also has to see why. Like, you I have a what, big game against Detroit the next night. You're down yeah. by 29 points. Yeah. You have to go on the road. They want you to be fresh. So that's, what, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that argument. However, he does have a point in the sense that Brad Stevens did what he usually does. He took him out towards the end of the third quarter. Yeah. But I was really surprised that we didn't see Isaiah Thomas. To yeah, we didn't see Isaiah Thomas right. back in until, like, what, the right. five-minute mark of that fourth quarter. So that was surprising because if you're going to make a comeback, if you're gonna, we've seen the Celtics do it in the past. If you're going to make a big comeback and, and you're down by that much going into the fourth quarter, the first three to four minutes are the most important 
part of that fourth quarter because you had to go on a run. Reset that tone. Exactly. And he had Avery Bradley in there, but the rest of the guys were a bunch of bench guys. He had James Young. He had Terry Rozier. Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. And Gerald Green Zeller. on the court at the same time. Are you kidding me? No, not in that quarter. Not, in, not in that little, that, little, that little comeback. Jalen Brown <laughs> and Gerald Green saw the cor- saw, were on the court at the same time, and basketball almost was broken. The game of basketball almost broke when that happened. I mean, in the in the in the first half, you know, it, he did hit a couple of shots. It wasn't like the end of the world. It's not. Don't the, try to come in here. I'm just saying, say, though, is that the end? The, it's not the it's worst okay. thing. It's not the worst thing in the world. Stevens has done that in the past. Like, it's not. Well, what I have on the floor right now is not working. So let's see who I can go to. Jordan Mickey saw the floor. Was that awful? No. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Ne- I never said Jordan Mickey was the worst. You just you're just so against. Gerald Green. I'm just saying, Jalen Brown and Jordan and Jalen Brown and uh, Gerald Green on the court at the same time. What is what is the point of that? Zach, what do you think? Did Stevens take too long to put Isaiah back in there, or did or did, or did he thought it was over? It was, was he, I think it was a lost game at that point. But I'll tell you what, I love Isaiah Thomas coming out and doing this, and I'll tell you why because he knows that he's the leader of that team. And that's what that's what I see in this. I don't see it as a selfish move that he's just going out there saying, "Hey, where are my minutes?" Mm-hmm. I don't see it that way at all. I see it as you just started your season six and six. This team's supposed to be the second best team in the East. Wake up! And I think that was his wake up call to see. I don't think now if he's doing this once a week, yeah, you got an issue. But if he's doing this once to say, "Hey, Brad, we need to win ball games here, buddy. Yeah. We need to be better." That at twelve games in, you're six and six. Yeah, we get it. the injuries, the issues mm-hmm. of new new pieces coming in. But he knows that plus, the team needs to start moving. Yeah, plus and, you're playing the Warriors too. It's like right, you know? yeah, show up. And this is the guy that we, and, 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 and you know, this is the guy that we were supposed to get. This Kevin Durant guy mm-hmm. and that whole entire side story, and we just let him walk all over us. And he and they did it in Boston of all places uh, yeah, too. Yeah. So he's sitting there saying, "Come on, guys, we need to wake up." And you're not going to do it, especially without Horford out, for me to be able to get into the game and be able to make some plays. Now mm-hmm. it was a lost game, so six and one half dozen of another. Mm-hmm. But at the yeah. same time. I appreciate what he did there. See, and I was okay with with Thomas coming out after the, I think it was the Wizards loss, and saying that we're not the same team. We're all talk. We're yeah. all talk. Right. Like, as a whole, he was calling out the team and saying, we should be better than we and, are. And we don't too, hustle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing my own thing. But just to come out and say, I didn't get my minutes. Like, that's what, it, right. maybe he didn't mean it that way, but that's what it came off as. So, Mm-hmm. That that way, I feel, yes, it could have been said differently. Do I mind that he came out and was talking crap? A, a little bit, yeah, because well, I think, I think I the tone. Like, I think the tone of it. I, I remember feel like game. you shouldn't you shouldn't blame Brad Stevens for seeing that you the players got down by twenty nine points, and he thought right. I need to get this win tomorrow night because we're not going to win this game tonight. So that that's what I feel. And if Isaiah Thomas can't see that. I don't know. Right. Well, remember the game before well, the calling out his teammates too, not just his coaching staff. Remember the game before the Wizards when the Nuggets played the game of their lives and, yeah. and blew up the Celtics. <laughs> yeah. Still their best win of the season, probably yeah. will be their best win yeah. of the season. What I loved about yeah, what right. Isaiah Thomas right. had to say about you know after that game was that he said like, look, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm. you know uh, motivate these guys. There's something that I need to do different to to keep to to lead this team. So that was a great sign of leadership because that's what he is. He's essentially he's the leader of this team and he's their go-to guy. One of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, one of, but he I don't know. Well, I feel like I he's get, the emotional leader. I feel 100%. like but that's the thing though. Yeah, he's the emotional leader and I feel like what he was oh, saying Him and Crowder, yeah. What he was that. saying right, was yeah. out of the emotion of the loss. I think that when the game got down to an 11 yeah. point game, he thought that hey, we're like, you know, a 6-0 run away from getting back into this. Right. And then of course, was it uh Curry hit that 3? 
you know, the Warriors ran away with it. So in his mind, it's just natural to feel like, shit, we got it down to 11. Man, what would have happened if I checked in at the seven-minute mark? Yeah. What would have happened if I checked in at the eight-minute mark? Maybe we could have put together a six-all run between that four to five minutes where I was out. And we could be, you know, this could have been a six-point game with four minutes left to go. So I feel like a lot of it was just out of emotion, fresh off that loss. Because, yeah. of course, this is the team that's being the Golden State Warriors. This is a team that came close to beating them twice last season. And then the last, I want to say, what, two years, which is a very great stat that somebody pointed out. I think it was ESPN. They pointed out the fact that the Celtics are the only team to average, I think it was about a two-point differential between Best, yeah, yeah b- between them and the Warriors in the last four contests, I want to say. Before, four or five, yeah. Four or five before yeah. Friday nights, obviously. That must yeah. have switched up the yeah, average. Yeah, kind of messed everything that kind of ruined everything there. But they were the only team in the entire league throughout the regular season. Like five points or less, I'm like, yeah, yeah, to five. I think it was about almost two-point differential mm-hmm. between the between the games when the Celtics played the, the Warriors. It was always a good game. Yeah, just I remember watching that game with my dad on, on Friday night, and they take out Thomas, and that's the first thing he said. Oh, they're giving up? And I was like, no, no, they're just giving him his rest. He should be but back in the fourth quarter. But you expect to see him in the beginning yeah, of the fourth quarter? Yeah, right. I was thinking like, no, oh, the not ten minute up. mark, yeah. nine minute mark. When you didn't see him, and then you don't think about that until he brings it up. Yeah, we gave up, and you're like, damn, did they? You know, you kind of put that. You had that doubt in your mind. Like, I think shit, they might have done that. I think that Stevens did. I don't yeah. think I don't think Stevens thought they were going to get within eleven. Right? No, definitely not. And <laughs> or, or, or he like, waited to yeah, that point to yeah. say, okay, if they, if they get it down to twelve or eleven, then I'll put Isaiah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I think he also saw the way Isaiah's that, all mad already. Right. That group was pl- the way that group was playing. They were making strides. He was like, I'm not going to yeah. put Thomas in and take out Rozier all then of a sudden, did... and 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 then you know things go sour. So, yeah. but but this is my one thing, right? If you look at the the Pistons game, to me, and maybe I was watching the game. With the quote stuck in my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I know what you're about to say, but go ahead. <laughs> it seemed like Thomas was like, yo, fuck this, man. This is my team. <laughs> this is my team. I'm taking it. I'm taking it to the rack every single time. Because it seemed like when the in the fourth quarter, in the, in the end of the third and the fourth quarter. The rest were awful in that game. He took the ball to the lane every time he had it at the top of the key. And if I'm Detroit, I'm just – which they – Obviously, they're stupid because they're not a good team, <laughs> but they're not me. How dare you talk about Stan McGunny like that? I would just say double-team Thomas. He's going to drive. Yeah, but Sean, I'm not surprised, though. You make you make a statement like yeah, that, and then sure. you're going to go the next night and drop 14 points? I mean, he would, what did he finish with? Twenty Over 20 points, but, yeah, but in four, that yeah. fourth quarter, he was below. He was scoring below. He was at, what, 18 points or 16, 16 points? Mm-hmm. But there was there was a point in, at halftime. I think he I think in the first half he was like five for like fourteen. Right, but like he still he had was, twelve points. He yeah. was super inefficient. But I felt like he was like I'm going out to get mine no matter what. Which he's like, okay, hey, if I with, talk the talk. I got to walk the walk. Which I'm okay with. I'm okay with because he's your best player on the team. But I'm just saying that needs to be something that that we keep an eye on. It's just saying like if Isaiah Thomas wants to be you know the guy who's going to set the tone, the guy who's going to. Cu- Call out the coaching staff. I mean, the coaching staff. We would make, got on sway immediately when he tried to call out Brad Stevens. This is a player calling out Brad Stevens. All right? yeah, but you know what this reminds me of? And I've been saying this for like the last few weeks or so. The attitude and the the the, 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 the way he's been gone from not just a, a role player to an all-star, a bona fide all-star guard. That it reminds me of Paul Pierce. That man. can get to your head, though. But doesn't that remind you of Paul Pierce? And don't you remember Did the Paul Pierce struggles that Paul Pierce had? We had with Doc Rivers. Yep. But do you remember how he called out Doc? I know. I'm just saying that that's that's but that he was might be, it might be a slippery slope. That though. wasn't a good he's, he's that maturing. wasn't a good look for Paul, but he learned from it. Yeah, it, it wasn't a good look because that was a much that was a weaker team. Right. No, this team is as a playoff team. That yeah, wasn't a playoff I team can, when Paul Pierce was saying the I statements. can understand if Isaiah Thomas is out there dropping twenty six points a night 
and they're he two is? and and oh sorry on. sorry finish <laughs> and they're two and Sean ten just gave right me that now look like let me finish right, and yeah. they're two and ten yeah. then yeah you're calling out your coaching staff when you get it down to eleven and then put you back in the game but um, I'm just saying the there's a bigger though? picture there's a bigger picture that Brad sees that Isaiah should see and he's the number one player in the team so just, just I don't yeah. know just have some have some faith but Isaiah. I think I, th- I think I agree with Zach though if he's doing this like every week like there's a problem. You know what I mean? Let's just right. it's been two weeks in a row these called out. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It's but, been two weeks in a but row. But the, the difference between the first sure. one and the, the between the first one and the second one is he called out himself. Right. And the second yeah. time around was it's everyone else. Which is Because y'all didn't give me a chance. I'm just that saying that kind of thing. I don't I, I'm not here saying that Isaiah's a problem. No, no, no. None of us I mean, are saying that. It kind of sounds like you might be saying that. <laughs> it sounds like he could, you're saying he could be a problem. I'm saying that if, that this, if, 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 he, keeps, if he keeps this up, if he keeps if doing this, the Celtics that could be. keep playing 500 basketball, yes. and Isaiah, as Isaiah will get frustrated, and that's, he should be frustrated, but it's how he deals, how with, he deals with it that's yeah. going to be big for not only the Celtics' chances to not play 500 basketball, but for the Celtics' locker room which has been their strength, mm-hmm. you can't divide that locker room with you being the big man right. trying to call everybody out. That's why, it. If, if, if he did believe, honestly believe that they were, they have given up, why was A.B. Bradley in all the way up until like the last like three minutes of the game? If he, had, he didn't take out, he was the only one out of all the stars that played. Maybe Brad Stevens likes Avery Bradley more than Isaiah Thomas. Or maybe, maybe Isaiah Thomas wasn't having a good shooting night. Maybe. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. He maybe, wasn't. maybe, maybe Avery Bradley's a better matchup to the Warriors than Isaiah Thomas, which is obvious. Avery Bradley started heating up in that third quarter, and I think he just wanted to ride the wave and say, okay, That's it. if we do get this into, like, like I said, a 12, 11 point game, then I'll put it in the starting lineup. But and if then, Isaiah can't see that, there's going to be nights when it's not your night, Isaiah. Well, same thing with the Warriors, though. They all put in every, they, every all the stars stayed, played the whole game, even when they were up thirty. Is, is Isaiah <laughs> Thomas your best or second best player on the team? Best. So he has to play forty a night. Come on now. <laughs> There's no reason he comes out of that lineup. He has he has to be in there. I, I like unless with that. <laughs> you, you have to have him out yeah. there. He's too good not yeah. to. But on and a back the, to the, back. Well, that's the thing. confidence thing though. It's early in the season. It's a fifty fifty split to me. I look at it in, in two ways. There's the reality of the situation, which was, yeah, you hit the back-to-back. Why are you going to just burn them out in a game that you probably didn't have much of a chance at at that point anyway? But there's the emotional impact on that, too. And there's the locker room aspect of, hey, this is our star player. He's the one that needs to be out there. He's the one who sets the tone for this team. And that's the way I'm looking at it with Isaiah is, you know what? He wants to be the leader. Because last year, we didn't hear much from him. Not until the end of the year when right. he made the all-star team. This team was a playoff team. You didn't hear much from him from a vocal uh, perspective. What's to say Brad Stevens didn't say and Danny Ainge didn't say in the beginning of this year, Isaiah, this is your team. Make it your team. And that, and this is what you get as a byproduct. Now let's hope it doesn't turn into, hey, I'm bigger than Brad. I'm, mm. I'm the voice of this team. That's all I'm worried not, about. Which is fair. I, I'm, I'm not going to blame you for that, especially because it's now happened twice. But back to back weeks. <laughs> right now, this is a 500 team that shouldn't be 500. Exactly. And that needs to get better. And I think that that's, that's all Isaiah is trying to say. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but we'll find out in the next few weeks. I'm not saying it's a bad thing for him to react that way because at the end of the day, it's a competitive juice is flowing. I'm hey, just saying, Tommy said don't it. make a habit out of this by Top calling five, out five. your coach. Jesus Christ. You call out your coach once. You call out your coach once. That's yes, fine. Yes, you call out yes. your coach again, then we get a problem. Right. So Draymond Green calling out the Celtics fans because every time uh, Kevin Durant touched the ball, he heard a bunch of booing, of course, because he's in Boston. Good. By the second half, all that was done because the game was pretty much over. So, I mean, the, the crowd sort of uh, gave up on booing, on booing him every time he touched the ball. But Draymond Green, of course, had to chime in and talk about how uh, Celtics fans, they must be desperate because 
They said, uh, you know what? I'm going to read the quote, Sean. You know what? Is that what you want to read the quote? All right, here we go. The fans must be desperate, Draymond Green said. Like, do it in your Draymond Green voice. Who boo? No, I can't talk like him. <laughs> I cannot talk like him. Who boos a guy for taking an interview? That's crazy. I don't get that. Y'all booing somebody for interviewing y'all? Man, they may, they may scare some free agents away. I don't know about that, Draymond. You don't want to take an interview and then make enemies for taking an interview. I don't know. They may want it. They may want to be careful with that. I get what he was trying to say. I get what he's trying to say. He but said it very poorly, though. Well, no, he said it as like making fun of the way he speaks now, too. Yes, that okay. was awful. All right, just making sure. He was just yelling, just like interview, interview. He, he was talking shit like you do, like just yeah. talking shit. Me and Draymond would be friends. Oh, you guys are Probably. buddies, man. I don't know. Are you a mouth breather like he is? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, does Draymond have a point? Can I just do that? What the yeah, fuck? Right. As fuck, does man. Draymond have a point? Does, does Draymond our, our, have a point? Are Celtics fans just like, is no, that, was that too much on Friday? Because I don't think it was. I mean, I don't, it, this is sports. I mean, where you're going to get booed. You, if you're Draymond, one of the best players on the opposing team, you're going to get booed. Where did Draymond Green like grow up? I know he went to Michigan State. I know he, he went to South, I think in Louisiana. I All think. Right. I'm guessing. So, not, not, based in, off his fucking. The way he speaks. So even if you just go by Michigan and California, they don't, they don't win. They don't win. So he doesn't. I Ever. don't think he can understand. It's not even it's the not Boston fan. He's from Michigan, a, Joel. Yeah. Oh. It, it, okay, that's what I thought. He Louisiana, went to Michigan. So he, <laughs> when, it's when, close. Where right? did he play? Where did he play school? Where Michigan play? State. Michigan State. He went to Michigan State. Right. Uh, born and raised. Okay. Born and raised a Michigan guy, right? Mm-hmm. So. You're a Lions fan. Okay, whatever. Fine. You're going to expect to suck. You assume. You no. missed the Pistons. They, they, okay, he probably was a Pistons guy. and Whatever. He doesn't understand the fact that Boston is a, is a different animal. It's a different animal. We're not going to sit here and be okay with making the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think – I think Kevin Durant understands that, and I think that's why he gave us a shot. And I think that's why, even though he has said, like, I have no ties to Boston. I don't understand why they're mad. He still says, like, I love Boston. I right. love the fandom here. Like, you can sense, like, there's urge. There's a he sense has of so urgency much here. For this city. Because there's always yeah. a sense of urgency. People care about it. Right. Draymond Green doesn't, I don't think he can That's what I'm saying. understand he, that because he's he out in Cali just doing he whatever he wants. If they lose, they lose. I know. But if they win, they win. There's no difference in opinion between fans out there. How many times has he come to Boston in his career, Draymond Green? Like, not even, not even double digits. Three. In his career? No, more it's than that. Yeah. It's probably like five or six. They only the come here once a year. I understand that, but he's uh, been in the league. He's they do been in the league about five, five six years. Times. Yeah. Six years. Yeah, so. What? I'd say like eight. He was drafted in 2012. Draymond? Yeah. How old am I? He just didn't, okay. he just so didn't become Draymond until yeah. like a couple of years ago. So my point is, my point is <laughs> right, the Celtics fans never gave it to the Warriors the way they gave it to the Warriors on Friday night. Right. Uh, the Warriors okay? weren't the Warriors until last year or two years ago, though. Yeah. No, I, you're right. But they weren't hated like they are now. Mm-hmm. So LeBron gets it. Kevin Durant gets it mm-hmm. because they've been playing longer than he has. And they've come to Boston a bunch of times. And they know what it's like to be, quote, unquote, the enemy. Right. Right. So, of course, Kevin Durant doesn't take it personal, but Draymond Green being Draymond Green has to keep his mouth open because, you know, he, he, that's just the way he is. But at the same time, I get it. He's defending his teammate, but it's like, I think he over, he was overthinking, in my opinion. Plus, how many times that question got asked to like right. everybody over the course of a week? Over the course of a week. Well, here's the thing about Draymond, though. Draymond just started like talking about it before the interview actually started. And I actually have a clip of it because he said something in the clip 
that you didn't hear in the interview. And I'm just going to play it real quick, guys. It's just going to be really brief. It's kind of hard to, you don't have to say hear him, brief, but man. it's going to be quick. Here we go. <laughs> you lose somebody for taking the interview with you? Jesus I think that's the part that kind of irked me a bit. Damn. Because I think people do care about the history here. And people do care about the fact that Hey, the Celtics just, they, they won a championship in 08. I mean, it's, it's not like this city hasn't seen a championship or Celtics haven't seen a championship in the past, like, you know, 20 years. This isn't like the last time this, we, the Celtics won a championship was in, in 86. They just won about eight years ago. Like, how, how does he not get that? How does he not understand that? So that, the most the, the, historic the franchise of all time exactly. means nothing. That, that's See, that's Green. why I wish on camera, I wish he said that. I wish he said, like, no oh. one cares about what this city did or what this team did. That, that's it's history. Just, no one cares about history. A lot of people care about history. It's the same, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same Everybody thing does. when he mentioned, when, when Paul Pierce said what he said about the Warriors. Yeah. Like, oh, no one cares about what Paul Pierce did. Right. You think that plays career. into what Draymond's talking about right now? It might. Paul Pierce? It might, but I think it's just overall so, that, yeah. like, he – doesn't like people talk about the past. I think like he's people a bringing up three. No, I, he, people, people, people bringing up like they lost. You know, after being up three to one in the final, you think he enjoys people Draymond bringing that up all the time? Of course not. When they had that uh, parade for their their title in 2014, do we not remember the quote that he had? With LeBron's a bitch, you know, he's singing this little thing. That he's a clown. He doesn't know anything, and he he proves it every time he opens his mouth. Yeah, I don't think. Right. He's and the media and the media gobbles it up. They love it. Yeah, they love well, it. They, they well, yeah, that's a quote. That's a quote that can it. sell papers. Yeah, and we're we're they over love here. it. Exactly. Yeah. They love it. Yeah, we're over here loving it, dude. Especially especially the local media, the Boston media loves making Boston fans look like dumbasses. I, I, I don't I don't agree with you on I that, do. but. I mean, what? Uh, I don't. I don't want to. We're not going to debate this, but I mean, I just. I I'm not saying debating. I'm just state your reason why. Yeah, I just feel like I don't know. Boston media has a. It's like a. They want to make sure that they're able to get these negative sound quotes and get yeah. these things Creates to the fans to make them talk about it. That's it. I don't think they're doing it to say if if no one cared and no one wanted to hear about. You know why? Why did you boo? Why did you? Why do you keep booing Durant? Why do you do this? Okay, so then let's let's talk about the booing, right? We on that the last was, podcast we all said we should boo, right? Remember no, that? we all said we all said we should boo, mm-hmm. but I was on the I was on like the booing because of who he chose to play with, not because he didn't choose Boston, but the media was all spinning it like that's the only reason why Celtics fans were booing Kevin Durant because he did not choose Boston. Well, this is this is my take on that is that. I think that a lot of it has to do with Durant making a move to the Golden State Warriors and, you know, making a bitch move because I think everyone can just understand that's a bitch move. Going from the team that beat you to joining them, that's a, that's, that's not a competitive move. It sucks. Exactly. That's a classic example. And at the same time, Boston has this like deep rooted, like, you know, we were almost there. And there's nothing like Boston fans like. Or no more than we almost had it. Like yeah. the Red Sox, you know, before the Patriots started winning the Patriots in 96. Like the, the Boston sports fans know that feeling of like we were so close because we know what it's like to be up there. We know the so close feeling too. Mm. So like yeah. when Durant met with us, everyone said, nah. Before Durant met with us, everyone, everyone in Boston said, there's no chance he's coming here. Get out of here. He's not coming here. 
He meets with us. He sits with us. We bring Tom Brady to the meeting. There's this big thing. Like, are you kidding me? Did like, you put this meeting together, man? We're like, yo. <laughs> Sean's like, we did this. We did that. <laughs> I'm a Boston fan. I'm just saying. <laughs> you make it sound like you was like in the in the war room I, with I, Danny Ainge. I well, did. Go ahead, go I ahead, did yeah. say bring Tom Brady. Just saying. But maybe maybe someone was listening to the podcast. I'm just saying all this happened and it made us feel like there was a there was a chance. But then you know he he leaves and not only does he just go back to the Thunder. If he went back to the Thunder, Kevin Durant's not getting booed when he comes to Boston. No. Well, he could have gone. Maybe. He could have gone nope. to like the I main Red Claws. I don't know. He wouldn't have been booed. You don't. You can't choose to go to the main Red Claws. I'm just saying. This is just an example. Because he went to the Warriors, people are pissed that's off. That's what. It, that's what I'm saying. I know. I He's not that. gonna get booed in Boston. No, in I'm Boston, with, I'm with Sean. If he goes back to, to Oklahoma City, I he don't won't think he get gets booed. booed. No, it's the combination mm-hmm. of both. You can't split it I up. Think, and say, I think. I think fans would, be less, would still be trying to woo him. They're like, oh, you know, we can get him next year. Yeah, next year. If we came close, he wants to try one more time with Thunder. That's okay. But oh no, you're going to the Warriors? Like what? You chose the Warriors. Over the over, Celtics, that's it. That's right. it. You chose that. After him, though, I think yeah, it wouldn't be as much because of obviously he made the bitch move on top of the fact that he sat there at the table with D- Danny Ainge, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, whoever you know, Kelly Olynyk, yeah. <laughs> Marcus Smart. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't end up signing here, but yeah, I mean, he sits at the table with all of them and ultimately decides he's going to go to the Warriors. And which, ju- in reality, if we all sit back and say, "Who would I go with?" You'd probably do the same thing. You know, so I, I can't sit here and blame him if, if his whole entire Call me thing a bitch. is go get <laughs> if his whole thing is go get a ring, chase a ring, do the LeBron thing, then he did the right thing. That's what he's trying to do. I have no problem with that. And like we were saying, you know, before the show, everyone in that entire arena paid money to go boo you. Yeah. So don't be surprised when that shit happens. You know, right. people exactly. are coming there. You gotta expect it. Exactly. No, but he for, wasn't he wasn't surprised though. It's everyone I think, else. Yeah, I think Durant actually no, no, probably that, took it in stride. For Draymond Green to sit there and whine about it and, and start to have that quote is ridiculous. Like, mm. dude, stop. No <laughs> one's trying to woo you. You're, you're, you're from right. Michigan. You got one title. You, no you, one's trying to woo you. Yeah, right. nobody wants to woo you. With this, with, get out of here. No. I think Kevin Durant handled it perfectly. Yes. He sure. gave he gave so much props to not only the city and, and, and his passion towards the Celtics, but he gave props to Jay Crowder. He gave props to Isaiah Thomas. He's like, man, I think these guys are, one, you know, hell of a competitor. I think this, you know, especially in Crowder, he said, because, you know, I remember what Crowder had to say, how upset he was. Yeah, he wasn't happy about it. Right. And he was like, you know what? That's, you know, that's, you know, that's his opinion. Right. I still respect him as a player. I still respect, respect this team. I think this city is one of the best sports city around. I mean, that's, well, Durant, that's the, the way to handle it. I feel like I think he's, he played it out perfectly. Durant's a good dude. I have nothing against him personally. I don't like what he did in the sense of, I just don't agree with it. I mean, I, I don't. You, well, from a comp- from a competitor standpoint, right. I wanted to see him be the anti-LeBron. That was my thing yeah. with him. I was like, okay, he's going to be the guy that stays at home, which mm-hmm. is not really his home, but stays at OKC, goes, takes that team to a championship with, uh, with Westbrook, and they go do something special there right. and, and turn that into a franchise that he was the first piece, especially when you were you were that close. Exactly, you had a three-one lead. It's like, okay, let's just let's just give it one more shot. Let's give it one more shot, and then we'll. I can decide what I want to do next summer, which yeah. I would have completely yeah. understood. I, I just that's just the way I see it. It's not about the fact that like, oh, you took the easy way out or this or that. No, I just think that from the the, the, the spirit of a competitor. Yes, I don't want to join yes. these guys. I can't stand these guys. They beat me three games in a row when I should have defeated them and been playing LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Well, that's all the reason why I feel like, you know, what I mean, like Celtics fans who did go to that to the arena to boo him because he chose the Warriors over the Celtics need to realize that like the way the Warriors are constructed, the way they played on Friday night is a reminder of why he chose the Warriors. Right. Like the Celtics and the Warriors are just so far apart from each other. It's not even, it's not even fair. 
to put them in the same sentence and be like, oh, you know, he chose the South. He chose the Warriors because, and, he, and even though he chose the Warriors, oh, South is still not that far up. No, they're still a ways yeah. away. And that's from being, a championship, I mean? from being a championship contender. For, yeah. And and for where he is in his career and what he's trying to accomplish without having to kill himself, of course he would have. He chose the Warriors right. over the Celtics. Well, this is this is one thing too, and and this is sort of like the my perspective on the whole thing is that Kevin Durant still has some respect for Boston, right? Because a lot of I, respect. Because I I feel like he he sees Boston for what it is. They're like they really really wanted me to go there. Mm-hmm. Do you think Golden State Warriors fans like were like, oh, we definitely need Kevin Durant? Like we want the only. The only oh, choice is Kevin Durant. They he, were like, nah, we're good without him. Like, right. he can come or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they're Kevin, a better basketball team, right? Kevin Durant put that in his head. Like, right. they didn't beat, you know, Cleveland. Harrison Barnes played like shit. I'm the missing link. Right. But, yeah. but, but, I'm, I mean? but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if he's looking at, like, cities that are going to, like, if he wants to be wanted, Boston is the place for him to go. No, and I, I don't that. think that they're shutting that door down yet. I don't think that door is closed because yeah. he's going to be a free agent in the future. And if he's able to see, don't get your hopes up. Seriously, just, <laughs> just hear me out. Hear me out. And then I'm going to throw something on top of it too. If you can, if it, it, okay, Draymond Green <laughs> is the guy. That's a that's the, is that there is, we go. Then let hear me out. Sean scenarios. Hear me out. Draymond Green is that like douchebag that you know in high school is going to flame out in like five years, right? But the hot girl goes with him, and he's like, "Yo, fuck that other dude that's gonna be a fucking an engineer and make millions of dollars in, tw- in in ten years. Fuck that dude. He's desperate. He has to say this right now because he's trying to be like, "Yo, Kevin, you can't go to Boston, man. You can't leave us. Like this is they're desperate. They don't want you. That's all. That's all happening right now. That is all happening. <laughs> he's he's saying that because he's on top of the hill right now. He knows that that team should." Unquestionably win a championship. I'm just saying, though, just it's like, it's if like, Durant wants to be wanted, Boston is a place for him to go. It's like the, the, the fake tough guy who wants to start a fight knowing that his boys yeah. are going to hold yeah. him exactly. back. And that's exactly what Draymond Green is. Yes, that's what it is. So, like, oh, he'll kick you in the nuts, though. I'm of just, course. I'm just saying, don't Keep kill. To the nuts. Don't kill the, don't believe that Durant's never going to come to Boston. That's never going to happen. I do believe that he'll never come to Boston. It's never going to happen. All right. I, I never even believed it when he was being, I love the optimism. Being interviewed. Part. Plant the seed, five years. <laughs> I love the fact that Draymond Green used the word desperate. I mean, what, how desperate did he look when he exposed himself and <laughs> on Snapchat? He yeah, damn desperate oh, yeah. there. I never seen his dick, so I don't know. I'm not saying I did either. I'm just you know the story though, right? Now uh, you sounded like you looked at the Snapchat, man. <laughs> <laughs> you opened it. <laughs> so, so he's like, "Oh, uh, snap from Snapchat from Draymond." What's he gonna say? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's his dick. What is that? All right, so the uh. of course uh, Kevin Durant was the the top headline going into that game, but the other headline was a report from uh, Comcast Sportsnet. Jesus, we really don't want to talk about this. Let me get there, man. Let me don't, get there. Don't shoot it down like it means nothing. Brian Scalabrini went on uh, a couple of broadcasts, right? It wasn't no, just he, was one. On, he went on a couple no, he, podcasts. He's on the XM. Well, he went on XM. That was the main one that they that's the one he works on. Yeah, but there's a few other quotes out there that are flowing out there that he's talked about the same scenario where the Celtics. Would have a chance to acquire Clay Thompson in a scenario where they would give up uh, Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder. He that'd, even that'd be Scal- a horrible, horrible trade. Scal- but this is the thing though. Scott Brady even mm. went as far as to say what um, what Golden State would do with that pick. I forgot to mention that the Brooklyn pick would also be involved in this scenario by Scal. And he said that uh, that that pick would, would would be flipped from Golden State to Philadelphia for New Orleans Noel. So this is. The Warriors essentially grabbing Nerlens Noel. What? 
grabbing Jay Crowder and grabbing Avery Bradley all in exchange for Clay Thompson. So, of course, the Celtics fans is crazy desperate as they are. According to Draymond Green, they're so desperate. They love reports like this. We talked about last week how, uh, you know, you could just say a DeMarcus Cousins out there report and everyone go lose their mind and start putting together scenarios like this we did last episode. We put together our own package deal. This so, is a definition. This is a definition of, and I'm, I'm quoting a Boston media term, a pink hat Celtics fan that just goes nuts every, after every rumor that's out there when it comes to all-stars. You're talking about Scal here? No, I'm just saying like you in general. Scal pink hat? No, I'm pink just, hat? no, I'm not talking about Scal. So I'm just talking about the people, who, in quotes? people who would believe something like that. Like, is Scalabrini really like... All right, well, let me, let me ask you guys something. All right. If Clay Thompson, in a hypothetical situation, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but we're going to get into it a bit because I think Clay Thompson is a guy who could be a one for a team. It's a, yeah. a one for a Celtics a team. One. A number one. I think he could be a number one. He I is. don't know, if, but my question is, could he be a number one for a championship team? Depends who your number two is. What if it's Isaiah Thomas? Yes. I think if you came to the Celtics, you'd instantly be able to compete with the Cavs. I don't know if you yes, could win it, win that. a championship. Depends who you give up. A lot, a lot depends on this. But if 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 you have the, this is the thing: is that the Warriors aren't going to trade Clay Thompson. That, that's know, my only thing. Like I agree. Well, I think they will, but it's not going to be this year. He still has three years left in this contract. It's fun to talk about because, like, at the beginning of the year, Thompson was struggling. The Warriors weren't dominant. Yeah. Now Thompson is finding his groove again. The Warriors are beating teams right. they should beat. So it doesn't make any sense, which is Well, they're going to keep this team intact, obviously. They're going to keep the core intact. Right. But my whole, my whole thing about it is that I think eventually he won't be on. Well, if they're able to re-sign Durant, and they're going to obviously want to re-sign Steph, I just don't think there's enough money to go around to, to, to you're sign exactly, a guy like Clay you're Thompson. You're exactly right. Like, Draymond's got his money. I think he's locked in for another three years. He's locked in, right. So but these other two guys aren't. Steph's, Steph's, up at the, Steph's up at the end of the year. Right. So, and you got Durant who's got a player option. So he's going to see what you guys are doing. If you can't, and Thompson already signed his deal, but there's not, there's a lot of money, but. He signed through 2019. Yeah, there's a lot of money to go around. Pretty much it's just Thompson and Draymond that are signed beyond this year. Right, which yeah. is not a, not a good thing for the Warriors, because if Curry and Durant just say, well, see ya. <laughs> And like the rest of their bench is like on one year deals. Yeah, it's, I don't know about I don't know about Eagle Dollar, but everybody else is on like one year deals. I don't know. It's a good it's old a, Zaza. It's a fun topic to to talk about, but I don't. I just can't see them moving away from Clay Thompson Dancing because they were they were talking about a Thompson for love deal, and they said absolutely not. We're not we're not doing that at oh, all. That would be terrible because if you're going to go big, you're gonna you you want a defensive big, and that's just not what. That's not who Kevin Love is. Yeah. Zach, what do you, what do you think? Because I, I loved your facial expression while Sean was talking. Because <laughs> me and you were making the same facial expression yeah, to each other. Uh, can Clay Thompson be a one? No, I don't think so. Yes, he can. I don't yes, think he so. Yes, he can. He's a very good if player. If Harrison Barnes could be a one, Clay Thompson could be a one. He's the one on a, on a shitty Mavericks team. You said contending team. You said contending team. Don't bring up Harrison Barnes in this conversation. Okay, good point. Good point. My point is that, okay, for – all right. On a contending team, he's, he's on not a contending he's team. Not, he could be a one. He's not. He wouldn't even be able to a one if like. If I'm with you. Hypo, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the hypothetical. He here. was a two on that championship team. At best, if, if Steph were to leave, he still wouldn't be the one on that squad. Because I had Kevin Durant before Durant. Yeah, yeah no, he, but if, he would have been. If both if of them walked. If both of them walked, he still wouldn't be a one on that. Team. Yes, he would. Who would be uh, a one? They would, bring, they would have to bring somebody else. He'd in. be the score. Guys, Zach. I have no problem with going to get Clay Thompson for the deal that was proposed and the whole entire thing. I have no problem with that. I do want Clay Thompson. I'm not saying I don't want him, but I don't think he's the guy that's going to win you a championship. Well, if he's not a one, it's, then don't bring him on. 
That's my. Uh, I still oh, think. That, I still think too? you need two more players. Two more. Two more. Oh, if you man. really want to put yourself in that conversation, mm. so do you want to get Clay Thompson? Fine. How many assets you got after that? That's my big question because if they make a deal like that, maybe it's Clay Thompson, maybe it's you know X player who's able to score on the perimeter of whatever. You're still going to need a big to put next to Al Horford in my mind. So that's the next step. So call it two players. Really? Yeah, that's what that's what I see out there. I, I like the Celtics team, but they 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 get by on grit right now. They get by on some some good ball movement with with Dan, yeah, and, uh, the, and the playoffs. But see, that's the thing. The, the way but, the way Brad Stevens' offense is set up, I think he would just flourish. Oh, he would. He would I, be, he'd be 25, 30 points a game. Him no and Isaiah would combine easily for over fifty points a night. But can they get easily. it? But can they get it done in the playoffs? Are yes. they going to be able to? Yes, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. If we've you already, add Clay Thompson. They're, they're locked in. We've already said Easily. this team should have a Easily. legitimate shot at being in the Eastern Conference Finals. As right? is, as is, they have. But a shot are they now. good enough to beat the Cavaliers, the Warriors, the Spurs? Those are the three teams. Because well, right you, now they can be the fourth best team in the NBA. I have no problem with making that conversation. Put, forget about the Clippers. You, I'm forgetting about the Clippers. I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe in that. <laughs> yeah. What's going on there? In La La Land. No. Not buying the Clipping. The Clip Light. No. That's why I, I don't want Blake Griffin either. Just just putting that out there. But right, I, so I, we'll, I we can all agree on we'll, that. Remember not to invite you to that podcast. It's gonna happen. And like when the Clippers go on a ten game losing streak, whenever that yeah. whenever that rumor shows up, it's gonna show up. But to yeah. right. <laughs> it's gonna show. It's up. A He's a free away. agent next next summer. Exactly. It's, you it's know only, it's coming. It's only a few months away, probably. But I, you know, if you want to have a conversation about the Celtics being the fourth best team in the NBA, I'm all for it. But do, if you add Clay Thompson, are they in that top three? I don't think so. Not yet. You're going to need two more pieces to make it happen. Especially and if I, you're losing Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder. Exactly. And I think this team oh, has enough scenario, assets yeah. to make a move. I mean, in that scenario, well, uh, okay. Yeah, see, this is my thing. It's easy to just say, oh, if you add Clay Thompson, but who are you losing? Right, but well, yeah. you know you're losing Avery Bradley. Right. That's so and, but but the, the, the proposal was right. both Avery Bradley Crowder. and Jay Crowder. Okay, so for this scenario, though, I, championship think, squad. I think they're still in the Eastern Conference Finals, even if you lose Jay Crowder. Here's, here's how I view it. Here's how I view it if you're if you're actually going to do it, right? You would, if you make this trade, you're going to have to have two things happen. You're obviously going to have to think Clay Thompson is a better player than Avery Bradley. Can we all agree on that? Yes. yes. All right. You're also going to have to know that Jalen Brown's ready to step in yeah, and he, play he, minutes. He's your three. He has to be okay? three in this scenario. If you can't right. trust Sean's, Jay- Sean's all for it. No, I'm not. Okay. Well, then. I mean, I, sort of. You know, he's saying because you hate Jalen Brown. Baby. I know. Go that's ahead. what I mean. That's what he's getting at. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying those two things have to happen. For you to be able to make this trade. Or, that's a big if. Or or Marcus Smart's going to have to prove that he can step in and start at the three in a small ball lineup. No, I don't like that. The, okay, so but but you're going to have to figure out the three, right? If you if you make this trade, I'm all for it because I think that Clay Thompson equals about what you're going to get from Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley offensively. Or not defensively, all right? But if you're able to get a, a three that can come in and lock down and, and guard the best player on the other team, somehow in another move, like Zach was saying, yeah. then this move is, is perfect. But if Jalen Brown's not that guy, and you don't believe Marcus Mark can be that guy. But you're, you're, banging then, on, you're banging on too many what-ifs in and and that scenario. Well, you're banking on I mean, you you're could, banking on two players on your squad already to take it to the next level, and you're banking on another potential deal to bring in another player. Well, I think uh, it's too much. Uh, too, were you around 2007? 
Yeah. I mean, that's I'm, the way I'm, it worked then. Oh, yeah, but a lot of to do NBA now. They had no point guard. They had no bench. They had Rajon Rondo. You, 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 Joel, know, all, you all I'm the, saying the is Ray that it, that's, that's third string point this. guard at that, that time. That's the way I view this is that if you made that deal, it would be the Ray Allen deal. It would be a precursor for something else that you had to do because there's not enough. But I don't so think, who's I don't think that Kevin Garnett's coming to the door. If you get Clay Thompson, you don't have enough for Kevin Garnett. There's a Marcus Cousins out in Sacramento. I know. I know that, but if you get if you get rid of Bradley. Super team. Now, hold on. Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins. Hold on, because if you can just trade for DeMarcus Cousins, I don't need no Clay Thompson. Yes, I'm. All right, I don't need no Clay Thompson if you get DeMarcus if you get DeMarcus Cousins because then you can who's, deal. Who's your wing scorer? Uh, you. Uh, You're giving up Jalen and and and, and... <laughs> Bradley. I want to see his face. No, giving I was, up Crowder. I was, waiting, I was waiting on Sway to to stop stuttering and say what he's going to say. <laughs> Jay and and Bradley. No, no it why, wouldn't be the same. You know why I stopped? I was going to say Jay and Crowder. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to give up Jay. Okay, let's say in this scenario you Jay, give up. You mean Jalen? Because Jalen would go to the Kings because they don't want Jay Crowder. Right, right, right. They want younger. Okay. They want young. They probably right. take. They probably take Bradley. Smart. Uh, we're smart. getting back into Marcus Cousins. How do we end up here, Zach? Where? Sorry, it's your fault. I'm sorry. I, you brought it up. I, uh, Zach, I, I, I have a dream, but nobody <laughs> got a Demarcus Cousins jersey. <laughs> what what, what we're talking about? <laughs> I'm so glad that Hold Zach on. is here. What, I'm what so talking, glad that we're talking about two potential deals, and nobody even wants to deal with Danny Ainge for like. Noel, never mind. May I, cousin, may I just say Thompson one thing? Or Anthony Davis, if you're thinking of that as well. That was, thank you. I was just going to get into that. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this, okay? The Celtics value their pieces more than the, the league values their pieces, right? Which is why. Fair statement. Hence the problem. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I think fans, they, they, no. more, they more value the pieces than, no, than Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge will trade anybody. That's no. not true at all. Danny Ainge will trade anybody. If that was nope. true, then that Neuro Noel would have been. But that's what I'm saying. No, he'll, he's willing to trade it, but no. it's the other person, the other team that they want to no. deal with is not want to make, they don't want to pull the trigger. No, that's not right. Yes, that's, that's not right. No, he didn't this trade. This is the same guy who said that. For, this is the same guy who he said didn't put that. Crowder other in that teams, trade in the trade deadline. This is for Jimmy Butler. Don't you remember that? Don't you remember the report that came out when they were trying to get Jimmy Butler to trade it? Hold on. But how many other reports have come out that he's willing to deal? He was willing to deal picks. And, and yeah, J- second J- round J- picks. No, he was one of the trade picks and 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 uh, Jerry Sollinger for a higher pick, and no one wanted to do that. Fine, no one wants Jared Sollinger. He sucks. No, but I'm just yeah, talking about picks in general. On Time draft out. day, it's a Time little Time out. Yeah, yeah. Though. Second round picks. Don't you remember the report that he came out said, after he, the right, trade deadline last year, where they said they could have gotten Jimmy Butler, but could've. Crowder. I mean, yeah. uh, Ainge wouldn't include Crowder in the deal. Yeah, if they wanted so Bradley don't and tell Crowder. Me. We assume that he, that shit never came out. We assume that Jay Steve Crowder would play. Steve Bullpen reported that right after the trade deadline. No, no. we assume okay. that Jay Crowder was going to say no. All right, yeah, you're right. All right, <laughs> no. you're right. Fine. That's true. Steve, never... did, Steve did report that bullpen. I mean that that's one that's one example. The other example was remember last summer when he was talking about how like oh you know it's tough to make deals this and that when when, when I I'm, yeah. I'm offering like what was it six or whatever it was four picks he for was that to move for all that the picks to be yeah for yeah. the uh, what's the guy he wanted for Justice Win- uh, Winslow. Yeah. Right. Oh, nobody wanted these uh, second round picks. I guess I value second round picks more than the- yeah. They're second no round shit. picks. No shit. <laughs> I wish I no w- one values second round picks as much as as much as uh, Danny Ainge. The same guy who's collected so many second round picks that it's I think is an NBA history for I any w- GM. He has like nine second round picks that he ended up having to like trade off pretty much for free this past summer because he had too many picks. He had eight picks going into this going into that draft. One thing I want to throw on the table here for the Celtics and it is. So evident right now how and this has been this has been for three years now we've been talking about this 
how long do you wait for those assets to hit their absolute high? It's, it's just like mm. the stock market. Because mm-hmm. right now we're seeing this is as high as Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley are ever going to be. Because as soon as teams start saying, okay, that's your number two, that's your number three score, and they start trying to game plan against these guys, they're not going to be worth as much in six or eight months come next offseason. So if you want to make that deal, that door is starting to close in my mind. They have to start to come to the, the table and say, if we want, if that's the direction we want to move in, we want to go get ourselves a Clay Thompson, right. we want to get ourselves a whoever, it's going to have to happen soon because that door is starting to close. And Those it, Brooklyn picks right. are going to be gone. Exactly. So you're gonna, these assets door, are disappearing Once here. that door closes, you're pretty much saying to yourself, okay, we're just going to build from the bottom up. Exactly. We're going to say Which is Bradley, fine. Crowder, <laughs> Isaiah, this is our foundation. Uh, Al Horford, of course, he signed through, what, the next four years? This is our foundation, yep. and this is the team that's going to be our quote-unquote championship-contending team down the road. This is it, though. I agree with that. This is it, that door's going to close very soon. It, I, we're, we're all on the same page here. It is time to take a risk. You need to take a risk. You need to be able to just – no, like now yeah, is the time. But this is my you, thing. You don't have to worry about – I agree, but – You don't have to worry about the Brooklyn pick. Angle, though. Yes, no, it doesn't. I've been, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> no, it doesn't Jesus. because I don't think that Danny Ainge has put – all of his cards on the table to try to get one of these guys. I don't think he's done that yet. I think he's trying to swindle a team to get a Demarcus Cousins. Well, why does he have to, to get put, to get a Jimmy Butler? Why does he have to show the farm? If you're if you're Sacramento, well, why, does, like, why does he? Because obviously nothing has happened yet. If he just gave him, if he said for that same the reason, Jimmy Butler deal for that same said? reason, for that same Joel, reason. Joel, if you want something, you would just say, "I want to get it for a good deal," right? If you can't get it for a good deal, you don't want to pay full price for that thing. If you want it, that's what Danny Ainge needs to do. He needs to pay full price, yep. and he needs to be able to say that we're not a championship team right now. We need to take a risk and make us a championship team with this piece and then see where it happens from there. And then from there, try to make your deals. Joel, if you're the Sacramento Kings right now, is there any combination that the Celtics have that could get DeMarcus Cousins in Boston? Of course there is, but it doesn't mean that they'll accept any deal that – Danny puts it on the table. Right. So the, so are we talking about the issue being Danny Ainge not being willing to, willing to pay full price like Sean's saying? Or it's a little bit of is both. it the other team saying, we both. want your whole roster? But I'm saying it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of both. It's right. a little bit of both. So why right. why would Danny – and I know Sean was willing to trade everybody even until like even Brad Stevens for DeMarcus Cousins. Well, even Danny hang out all the time. I would so they're playing it. golf would, yeah, He'll trade everybody you know, for DeMarcus Cousins, <laughs> but Danny Ainge is like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not Marvin. No, not Marvin. I didn't vote for Trump. So then so then, why does Danny have to have to do that? Yeah. If Danny feels like he doesn't have to do that, why is he going to offer that? That's my whole thing, because like can, because can, those if can, assets if he can get that same figured out, I, I get it. But if he can get a player like Demarcus Cousins and doesn't have to give up the whole starting lineup, yeah. why not? Yeah, but I don't think it's the whole starting lineup. No, I'm just giving. I'm just. I know yeah, what you're saying. Just for the sake of argument, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying like it's it's the it's the pieces. Right? Like we talked about it last week. The, I said all the Brooklyn picks: Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, uh, Olenek. Yeah, whoever for Demarcus Cousins, right? But they're like, I want Crowder. But but what? But what's wrong with that deal, though? Isn't that a, isn't that a good? Deal? All of all, I'm just saying. I'm saying all the Brooklyn picks. Demarcus Cousins, both uh, Brooklyn uh, picks. Marcus, think, Marcus Smart. Yeah, both. both yeah, all the Brooklyn picks. Okay, so I'll tell you if I, if Danny Ainge is doing business as he's doing right now, like if if, if if no if, way, you, oh, he, if he, Sacramento, he hold on, up. hold on, if Sacramento wants to get rid of Demarcus Cousins, they're they're starting over, right? Pick, right, right. They're yes, starting over. Right. So why not take all the Brooklyn's picks? But why I know, not ask for that? I know Danny Ainge. Is, Do you really? No. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's right. They're Mormons. I forgot. Yeah. Mormons. I know Danny Ainge is not going to going to be like, okay, I want this player. 
what do you want? He's going to say, I'm going to give you this, this, and this, this player. Don't even think about asking for Crowder. Don't even think about asking for that 19 pick. Like, he is just trying, which is good, to start a, start a conversation. But the problem is, is that I, I, I really feel like he has overvalued his assets to a point where are we ever going to be able to trade the assets? Are we? I, I don't know. Are we ever going to be able to trade it? Because even with our number three freaking pick, the number three pick. We've never gotten the number three pick before that. Sure. Yeah, they did. I'm just know. saying. Wasn't, I'm, wasn't Bird number three? Hold on. Sorry. We haven't gotten a three pick M2. in the lottery for a very long time. We That's the highest pick we've gotten since Chauncey right, Billups, right? right? Yeah. So I'm just, whatever. In the age era, we've never gotten a three pick. You couldn't trade that? You couldn't trade that for some type of value? It goes back to what I've been saying. What Sway's been saying. It takes two to tango. If nobody wants to deal with you. That's not on all on but, Danny Ainge. But you know that Danny Ainge was calling like New look Orleans, at, being like, like, "I'm like going to give you the three It's like what we said look at the three months ago. No, this you're was my point. You're missing this my was a point. Simmons and Ingram over, draft. He overvalued the three pick. He wasn't trying to trade the the. the well, Sixers, how do you know he wasn't trying to try, try to trade the three Sixers pick? The Sixers were saying, "We'll give you New Orleans as well for the three pick." He didn't do it. Yeah, because they wanted Chris Dunn. Well, he wanted. Well, the Sixers wanted. No, it doesn't matter if you give him the pick; they can pick whoever they want. Well, that was the. I'm just saying, point guard. That was he was thinking the report. three pick should get me Anthony Davis. He was thinking the three pick should get me DeMarcus Cousins. He was thinking this three pick is way, he's overvaluing his assets to the point where he sees New Orleans Noel and he says, I'm not trading this three pick for New Orleans Noel. I can get all these other players, which yeah. doesn't work. So yes, it does take two to tango, but he's not tangoing with the right people. Doesn't have the right dance partner. <laughs> yeah, shall we say? Cha cha cha. He's not wearing the right suit. To That's tango, it. That That's it. That's it. No, but I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? No, but after the after the Brooklyn you trade, agree? are you agreeing with me? Or no, but not? after the after the he's Brooklyn trade. No but, after, <laughs> no, but listen. After the Brooklyn trade, I just want to know if he's listen, agreeing. Listen, listen, listen. Like, can't after, tell. After the Brooklyn trade, what else has Dan Ainge done when it comes to like? Nothing. Using these assets. I, Isaiah Thomas. No, I'm no, saying. the assets. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you got? Like with that? the picks. Joe, What's he done with it? I knew we were going to agree violently on this. No, but all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, nobody wants to deal with Danny Ainge. I don't That's think it's because line. of that. I don't think it's because of that. I think it's because Danny Ainge isn't trying to deal in the NBA today. He's trying to deal with, he's got that Garnett deal in his mind. He's like, I can do this again, man. Ready for this. I'm going to throw you a sack of shit. You're going to give me the second best player in the league, bro. It's happening. That's it. So that, 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 that's where I am. I'm going to throw you the sack of shit. Hey, catch. Oh. All right. Uh, Causey Street Podcast, again, is sponsored by Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with, of course, free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash causeway. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash causeway. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Guys, I got a chance to try it myself. Uh, I, I, I did it with my girlfriend last weekend, and, man, we loved it. We did the sear roasted honey nut squash and garlic rice, and it was delicious, guys. That garlic rice was bomb, Sean. I'm telling you, man. That garlic rice was bomb. Yo, that garlic rice, though, man. Bomb. Isn't it good? Woo. So good. This is the thing I love about Blue Ribbon, right? Because they have the variety in terms of, like, you got new recipes are created weekly, and they're not repeated within a year. So this is all new recipes every Wait, single time you order that. I'm not going to get that garlic rice for another year? Oh, I man. Mean, you can choose your meals can't from wait. a variety of recipes, or you can let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. It's also very flexible, guys. 
Customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. Choose delivery options to fit your needs. There is no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. But the best part about it, guys, that it's so easy. All right, Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card with pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less, guys. Head over to blueapron.com slash causeway. You'll see how much you'll love it. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Now, let's get into what's turned into our favorite segment now, at least my favorite segment. Sean Dutra's... When you look ahead. Oh, man. I love this. I love what this. What are we doing? No, we got a little intro now. Dutra, let's look ahead. Tell us on the road. Who we got? Tonight, we got the Timbies. The Timbies? <laughs> the Timbies. The new squad? Have they uh, call themselves now? Minnesota... Timbies. Hey, this is going to be a good game, oh, the guys. T- the, the Don't tip, sleep the t- on the Timberwolves. The Thibodeau Timbies? Thibodeau Timberwolves. Don't sleep on the Timberwolves, man. Hey, fuck, fuck, fuck Thibodeau right now. Yo. I'm mad at him. Why? What, what did he do to you? He made Cameron Garnett retire, man. That's why. Jeez. Really going on a stretch there, huh? Yeah, he did. All right. I like Tibbs. I don't think Joel wants to talk about him. All right. right now. So. <laughs> Another time. Uh, Thibodeau did something to Joel at one point. Um... <laughs> Then it's the night before Thanksgiving. We can all get drunk, go <laughs> see our old friends, and watch the Celtics smack the Nets. Wait, didn't you have your reunion that Don't day? Don't say that. Don't say you that. Said? Hold on, hold on. Every time you say the Celtics are supposed to smack somebody, they lose to them. They're about to smack them. Oh, my God. All They're right. about to smack them. All right. Um, said that about the Pelicans. Said that about Denver. Then, on Thursday, it's <laughs> Turkey Day. Hey! I guess that is ahead, technically. Yeah. Looking ahead, nothing Got to do with the Celtics, but all right. Ahead. Oh, you don't think the Celtics celebrate Thanksgiving, bro? No, but they're not playing on that day, are they? Oh, are they not celebrating Thanksgiving? <laughs> That's all I was trying to say. I didn't say they played. Is, is, is it not pretty, on their schedule? I'm pretty sure when they look on the on the weekly schedule, oh, like, you, you don't Thanksgiving. think you don't think Brad Sturvins drew a turkey? Brad, who? What did I say? Sturvins. <laughs> You don't think Brad? He, he was thinking of servings. <laughs> he said Sturvins. I was thinking turkey. You thinking turkey? <laughs> Brad Sturvins. Uh, I guess the extra Brad Sturvins over here, please. Yo, you don't think that Brad Stevens drew a turkey on the schedule on Thursday? Yeah, he probably did. Actually, probably Ainge did. Ainge probably did, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he probably traced his hand. Yep. Made that old school turkey. I used to love he said, "This is how I we know. Mormons do it." We Mormons do it. I wouldn't know nothing about Mormon Day. It's not a religious holiday. What does it have to do with anything? Is he American? It has nothing to do with. It. Uh, Sean, go ahead. The Pilgrims. Who were they playing after Thanksgiving? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, you guys don't like to talk about this. This isn't looking ahead. This is looking back. Yes, yeah. way okay. back. <laughs> Squanto. All right. You don't like Squanto? You ever seen that movie? Was he was he a hunter gatherer? <laughs> that would have been the French. All right. I thought the Native Americans were hunter gatherers. Native Americans did everything. Okay. They were hunter gatherers. Depends what tribe. You're yeah. Sean, like, who the heck are the Celtics going to play after Thanksgiving? <laughs> Jeez. We got It's the biggest game of the week. Just get to it. It's what happens when you give it too many segments, you know? So let's hope that the Celtics don't eat too much turkey on Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> they got the Spurs the next day. You don't want that trip to fan hangover, man. Trip to fan <laughs> You don't want that. Why do the Spurs have to keep playing the Celtics at 1 o'clock every time they come because they're like, to Boston? We'll come to years. Boston. Make it a day game. Heaney <laughs> Garden does their, uh, their annual uh, doubleheader. I don't know. The Spurs come to Boston. Yes. On Friday after Thanksgiving. So that's that's good. That's a huge game. No Timmy D. No Timmy Duncan. Yeah, <laughs> All right, he's out. <laughs> he's out for good. He's done? Did he did he retire? <laughs> no, he's just out. The scouting report says he's out. Hanging out with Evan Turner somewhere? Oh, man. Good old Evan Turner. Mm-hmm. But wish. that's it. We only have three <laughs> games this week. 
I heard that. I heard that. I didn't, but it did. <laughs> so, yeah, we got Timberwolves, Nets. The the Nets Spurs Thanksgiving sandwich is going to be good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give, give me a record. How they do? <laughs> some cranberry sauce in there, too. Throw some stuffing in there. <laughs> Three games. What's the record? Toast oh, it. How they toast do? it. You got to toast it. Sack's uh, <laughs> like, I'm never coming here. <laughs> not, not ever. Again. <laughs> it's, been, it's been good, guys. Uh, later, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Spurs are going to be a tough game, obviously. Yeah. They got to beat the Nets. Timberwolves is sort of. I think they'll beat That's the Timberwolves. I think they'll beat the Timberwolves. That's because, a tough game, man. Because we got everyone back now, and you can't just. You can't have uh, another hiccup against the Timberwolves. That's not a hiccup, though. Sure, it is. Are the Timberwolves making the playoffs in the West? Maybe not. But okay, they, so they, a they're going to be on the outside team, looking in. to that team. You're going to be, like, oh, they're gonna yeah, be on the outside looking it's in. It's a hiccup. Oh, they if lost they lose, to the it's Wizards. Well, Sean's calls them a playoff team, but they lost to the Wizards. But if they lose, it's a hiccup. You know, you just got a big win against the Pistons. Your next game, you got to come out. You got full strength. You need to beat the Timberwolves. Yes. That's, that's a big win. Yes. You're you're 500 going into yeah. this week. You're, you're, we're 15 games deep. Yeah, you're gonna need a, you're gonna need better. to go on a streak soon, like yeah. a, a nine out of ten streak. This could be the start of it. The Pistons game could have been the start. Agreed. And that's Sean Dutra's. When you look ahead. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's take our trip around the NBA with uh, Joel's segment, the way we wrap up every single show here at Causeway Street. In case you missed it. It is in case you missed it. Yeah, man, don't take. You gonna take Sean's jingle? <laughs> what the hell was that? Copyright infringement. You should let you should have let Sean sing it. <laughs> I'm the producer on the show. I can do whatever the hell I want. Damn. Yeah, but you, Donald you, Trump. Do you usually sing like that? That was really. Compare <laughs> <laughs> me to that cocksucker. You just part. did. Go ahead, right. man. No, in case you missed it, Donald. Danny Ainge finally revealed how Al Horford suffered his concussion. In that infamous practice a few weeks got, ago, I thought he got whacked in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that the report? Was yeah. that a report? Did I make that yeah. up or didn't? No, no, he got yeah, he got whacked in the head. Let's play a game. That's Who do you think did it? No, I'll tell you right now. Okay, Ron, Ron Artest, mm, maybe <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> what? Oh, because he was hanging out at the oh, practice with Isaiah. True, yeah. true, true. I didn't draw that line, motherfucker. Actually, I just said Floyd Mayweather randomly. Thanks for drawing a line, Joel. Yeah. No, uh, Danny H. finally revealed who uh, was the culprit. He uh, collided with Tyler Zeller, apparently. Knew it. He ran into his shoulder, and uh, that's why he missed nine games. Those Zeller shoulders. So if you didn't already hate Tyler <laughs> enough, here's another reason why you yeah, should what's, hate him. What, what's with all the Twitter? I don't hate? know, man. I, I can't, God, I can't tweet him for another year. I can't tweet about him without getting this backlash. Except for, except for uh, what's her name? Erin. She loves Tyler Zeller. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. She does. Shout out to her. I don't know her Twitter handle. Sorry, but James. How are you gonna shout her out without a Twitter handle, man? So I know the bad. I don't know. It's whatever. No fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Aaron? Uh, in case you missed it, Saturday night was a special anniversary of the NBA. It was the Malice in the Palace. Oh. <laughs> Back in 2004. We all knew where we were the first time we saw the Malice in the Palace. Ironically now, enough, the Celtics were playing Detroit, so I was expecting some kind of like remembrance during know, that right? game, and they didn't talk about it at now, all. Now, did NBA TV show that game five times in a row during the day? or No. no. <laughs> that, it's, like, it's like that game never happened. That's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that game doesn't exist. I'm surprised the NBA isn't embracing that now. How about... <laughs> They probably have like they probably all had to sign a contract when they first signed with NBA TV. It was like, right, do this, do that, and never bring up the mouse in the palace. You can never talk about never. it. Never. Ever. No, we were talking off off air before we started recording how, how much like things have changed in NBA because of that. Yeah. 
other than the so dress code, obviously, but like just just the fact that you can't even look at another player without getting like a technical foul or a flagrant foul. Oh, that too. Yeah. You know what else changed? You couldn't get nowhere near the court if you didn't have a ticket near the court. Like I remember mm. before that, yeah. you could go down there like right before the game started. Yeah, watch me. Yeah, me as a you know crazy Paul Pierce fan just. Screaming out his name, Paul, 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 just so he. Paul's like, Paul's like, get this freaking kid out of here. Just for him to give me a head nod, you know, I would go all the way down there. Nope, at the Mouse and Palace. If you didn't have a ticket, if you didn't have a loge ticket, which most of the time I didn't. Yeah, they were like, get the fuck out of here. They wouldn't let you into the. They wouldn't even let you start walking down the Right. Steps. They would stop me and they'd be like, there's no way this dude has a freaking loge ticket. They were like, turn around. <laughs> they were like, excuse me, kid, I don't know how you even got in the building, but get the hell out of here. Yeah, so that changed everything. What On the guess? court and around the court. It was just like, they had like the, what was it, like, roped around. For a while, like you couldn't even get anywhere close, and yeah, you couldn't even go down the steps if you didn't have that ticket for the load. You know who made that malice in the palace ten thousand times worse? Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> when Jermaine O'Neal went to go punch uh, that dude and slipped, I don't know, man. If he connected on that punch, he would have murdered them. And everyone <laughs> always looked. I, I, me. What about Steven Jackson though? Steven Jackson was clearing people out. See, I'm okay with that because that happened, and that was going to happen. But Jermaine yeah, O'Neal no, went into the stands to grab his teammate, and instead of grabbing him, he just punched everyone that was around okay. him. I'm not going to say that. There were people that were just watching. They weren't even engaging in the fight. He's just like knocking them out. Excuse me. His name is Meta World Peace now. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that Meta or Steven Jackson look good in that. Right? But I'm just saying, the reason why it became... Shit, even Reggie Miller got suspended. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he did. That Jermaine O'Neal thing, though. When I that, still don't know what he did. When that guy ran up to Jermaine O'Neal's face, and he was just like, I'm going to kill you. And he went to go just punch, but he slipped he on the little water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if he connected on that punch, man, that was murder. First degree murder. That would have been murder. On live TV. On live TV. <laughs> so the NBA was like, nope, not again. Not again. All, all over beer being thrown on. That was, Meta. A, that that was, was a whole strangely well-shot moment, though. Yeah. Who... Like, who would have been like, oh, Jermaine O'Neal, here he goes, boom, knock yeah. someone's head off. Are you calling, like, I'm a 9-11 conspiracy, conspiracy theory, theory right, right now? I think they threw it. <laughs> Not to say that 9-11. If the shoe fits. <laughs> the camera, we say the camera got through the cup. <laughs> have, we ever, like, have we ever seen conclusive like, evidence <laughs> where that came from? <laughs> right? You just see, you just see some random cup just flying. They're like, no, it was that guy. Was it though? Was like, it? This game is lopsided. Let's make things interesting. Oh, Arnold Test is pissed off. Oh, yo, give me that cup. Give me that cup. Put is, some beer in it. Give it to me. Is Stevie Wonder really blind? No, we're not going down this road. I've, I've had this debate with Sean Dutcher about Stevie Wonder. He's yeah, oh, really? It's a stupid YouTube <laughs> right, video. All right, all right, all right. No, no, I don't want. No, right. no, no, no. no. Okay. We're not going. No, you're right. We're not going that route. Joel, what else we got? We're not going that route. Joel, what else we got? Whoa, he ain't blind. Wow. In case you missed it. I can tell I'm, I'm getting into your interest right now. Well, He's like, I want to know why no, you No, 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 <laughs> no. I'll stay, no, I'll stay, I'll stay no, quiet. No, I'll be the quiet minority. Sean. No, we should do it. No. We should do an after show. <laughs> just about CB1. All right, fine. Conspiracy theories. In case you I, missed it. I don't believe in any conspiracy theories, but that is one that That's I the think. only one. That one you'll know by. That one. In case you missed it, former uh, LA Clipper owner, Donald Sterling, hasn't been in the news for a while. I uh, finally settled his uh, legal dispute with the NBA after the, uh, the $2 billion sale of uh, his uh, franchise. Who did he sell it to, Sean? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you ever heard his bomber impression? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Give him a minute. <laughs> hey, I'm Steve Bowler. <laughs> Wild and crazy kids out there playing basketball. I love it. He's loving it right now. They're play, they're, uh, they're, they're looking good, right? They only lost two games, and Microsoft stock is up. I'm loving it. How about the condo? How's he doing? <laughs> no, seriously though, Mike. This is another this is another conspiracy theory that I do believe in. 
is that the New Orleans Pelican mascot is actually Steve Ballmer. <laughs> I'd have to see it side by side. But side by side. Can't check confirm it out. or deny that one. Uh, you can just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, don't remember why uh, this whole dispute started, it's because the NBA has uh, banned Donald Sterling. Uh, that was back in 2014 after uh, racist comments were uh, released on a recording from years ago. It's ironic how a seven-year-old can uh, say certain comments and get banned from a you know sporting association in the in the United States. But yet, one can be president. One can be. Uh, Sorry, going. With be voted Sorry. for president. And uh, in case you missed it, speaking of which, three teams have uh, nixed staying at a Trump hotel. Hell yeah! And uh, more would surely to be followed. I'm sure. According, I, to, according to ESPN, I have a feeling that no NBA team is going to stay. Yeah, that's just going to yeah, at, at the end of the day, probably. Good. Yeah. Do they go to the White House? Yeah, does wow. championship team go to the White House? That's going to be the. Oh. That's going to be an interesting story. Wow. And if they no, they don't. But if they do go, how many players? How many players uh, stay stay behind? Has oh no, has Cleveland gone already? Yeah, they went. They saw Obama. They went. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe they maybe, actually they made maybe, it. Maybe that's they just go visit. They go visit Obama wherever he lives in Washington. After that's funny you mentioned that because uh, I ain't even gonna get into this, man. I'm not. I think who goes? What wait, do you? No, no one goes. There's a certain drop, I think, from a past show that <laughs> <laughs> covers how you nope. feel about. Yeah, I'm I not. could be wrong on this, but I think they wanted to make sure that they were going to see Obama before. They, they made sure to well to, yeah. to do the visit before January. Who's going to so. be the first? NFL championship. Oh, NFL actually, no, I'm sorry. NFL. MLB. I don't think Chicago the Cubs have gone, so they'll have to go. Oh, they, about, they're definitely going before Obama's about, out. They need to be there. They, Chicago. Oh, it's them. Chicago it. No, you just did it. Yeah, it's them. They're the ones that they. they they're pushing sorry, for it, right? I got, I got so excited. That they're pushing. <laughs> the Cubs, they're pushing right? to make sure the goal yeah. to make the trip before January. They do that was them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if it's the NFL and the Patriots win it, they actually probably would go, or most of the team would, because we know how they see that a lot of them. Of course. That infamous letter. Let's hope the Patriots <laughs> don't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, okay. Hey, what about the WNBA? You know, are they going to win the Obama? <laughs> Do no, they go? No, no. <laughs> Do they go? I they know. did when Obama was there. I can tell you that. <laughs> who, who? They made who, sure they went. Who, who, who won the WNBA? Like, I don't know. Sure. Wasn't it like Minnesota? I don't know. Uh, they're, they're, sure. There's they're, they're squad out there. Sounds right to me. Oh, the LA. No, man, it was the comments. The comments. Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops. Cheryl Swoops and uh, Cynthia Cooper. <laughs> Cynthia Cooper. <laughs> yeah, that team was stacked. Raise the roof. Raise like, the, the roof. With the whole <laughs> Olympic team <laughs> being they, on they the They must comments. have beat the New York Liberty like three out of the first four Yo, years. Tina Thompson's man. lipstick was on point that day. Yo, you but, Yo, but what you know about Cynthia Cuba? <laughs> Raise the roof. Raise the roof. It's too, bad the WNBA, it's too bad the WNBA started when she was like 36. So yeah. she didn't have much of a – she didn't have a long career. But Do you think that Steph nice. Curry's mom would have been in the WNBA if it was back? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Maybe. She, she would have been a six-man woman. I mean – Joel, who else you got? In local uh, Boston sports news, in case you missed it, congrats to uh, Red Sox pitcher Rick Porcello on winning the uh, American League Cy Young Award. Yes, sir. Uh, too bad Justin Verlander's uh, dope girlfriend, uh, Kate Upton, doesn't feel the same way. And tweet her, of the year. And her uh, congrats, that's like probably like the tweet of the year. Yeah, tweet of the year. Gotta be. Gotta be the tweet of the year I right mean, there. that and... Should I read it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Did you just go British? A little bit. <laughs> is she British? Why did you share She's not British, is she? <laughs> the other Justin. Whoops. Hey, MLB, I thought I was the only person allowed to fuck Justin Verlander. Gosh. What? Two writers didn't have him on their ballot? Question mark. End of that tweet. No one would have been great. I wish I wish Tom Brady's freaking wife said that tweet. That would have been awesome. Yeah. But who's the real winner here? Porcello? Justin Verlander. Oh, okay. That's what because I thought. Because this is, this is my thing, too. Is he gets si- to go home to that. <laughs> Porcello's not a Cy Young winning pitcher. Oh, 
So I thought you really sure he wasn't. No, no, like this. There was not a dominant pitcher in the AL, so he was like, "Wow, well, I guess we, he'll we, do." We, yeah, but who was the I most consistent? Who do. was the most consistent play, uh, pitcher on the, on the Red Sox? On the Red Sox, Porcello. Yeah, but in the league, Porcello. I just feel like consistency, right? In the league, I just feel like this Cy Young is like a a great pitcher, and Rick Porcello is not a great pitcher. So we'll see. Yeah, but it's not a career awards. How good was your year? Your year Twenty-two yeah. game winner. His ERA was uh, comparable to anyone else that was in within the race. Not, now you didn't have a year where you had like a Clayton Kershaw a couple of years ago, or right. Verlander when he won his MVP, or even Scherzer so. this year in the NL. He had a better year than Porcello. I just feel like we've yeah. seen, but Verlander second. I was like, Verlander's in the conversation right now. This is crazy. I just feel like we've I seen. Know. I thought I he was thought done. He retired. <laughs> in the past, we've seen pitchers that aren't like Hall of Fame pitchers win the award. So. Well, which creates an interesting conversation. If you guys want to go baseball, sure. Mookie Betts doesn't win an MVP. Yeah. And Mike Trout on the last oh, place yeah, team. Yo. So I met him last right. week, yo, and he was, he's still pissed off about Not that. Not right. This is the thing. If Ortiz didn't have the season that he had, yeah. I think he would have. Right, because he would have been think more they, apparent. Exactly. There was a couple of votes that got exactly. stolen from Mookie for Ortiz. I'm exactly. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. then, now that, obviously, he's not going to be playing next year, Mookie, I, I think he has a really good shot at winning it. But, yeah, I, I think Ortiz kind of, Ortiz's incredible, you know, final season yeah. overshadowed Mookie's, career, uh, Mookie's season. Kate Upton's hot as fuck, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's in conclusion, she's smart. smart. At the end of the day, (laughs) there's no debate. This is is enough for debate, right? Kate Upton, ten. Thumbs up. Yeah. No, in case you missed it, um, you guys have heard of this new show with uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, Martha Stewart. (laughs) No, what? (laughs) Oh my god. There's this uh, Uh. this uh, show that. it's quickly becoming one of my favorites right okay, now. Okay, I'm definitely tuning in now. And it's uh, it's called Martha and Snoop's Potluck Dinner, and they have guests on, you know, celebrities. They come on and they cook different like recipes, and they like compete with each other who has the best tasting food. And uh, so far, it's been two episodes, and the first episode was freaking Ice Cube, Seth Rogen, oh and Wiz Khalifa, nice. and they all made fried chicken. Like they're, they're like their their own style, their own like recipe of fried chicken. Who won? Meanwhile, Snoop Dogg. Who won? Uh, well, how did they, how did they decide who wins? They they, just, no, they but just they, it was it go was back like, and forth. They go no, they all the guests have to taste Snoop Dogg's oh, and Martha's recipes. So there's like a voting system. They vote, but this episode, no one no one won, and it was actually a title for like the best fried chicken, but no one no one won it. They just forgot about it. They just it. forgot about it. <laughs> Started talking about other stuff. I wonder why. And Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, just so you know, he puts uh, crunched up potato chips in his. Uh, what kind oh. of potato chips, though? The breading? Barbecue. I'm, in, I'm with Snoop. I'm with Snoop. Wait, is that the breading of the. The breading of it. That's including his breading of the breading uh, of the chicken. I'm with Snoop on that. And uh, so that was the first episode. I just saw the second episode that came out this week. And it's um, Rick Ross that's oh boy. on the episode. <laughs> and pretty much during the entire episode, the Rick Ross is like going hard, like hitting on Martha Stewart to the point where <laughs> she gets so uncomfortable, but it's hilarious at the same time. And I have a clip. What were they cooking? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, here we go. And I have a clip. What were they cooking though? They were cooking lobsters. Oh, Martha's Martha's uh, recipe was uh, because she has a house up in Maine. It was mm. like a New England like clam bake kind of deal. Sure. And Snoop, I forget what Snoop was cooking. Out. Well, what Snoop, kind of lobster? Snoop didn't he was know what cooking. the hell he was working. He didn't with. know what he was working with. Then, Rick right, Ross so. just dropped his gold chain in there. And <laughs> <laughs> he wanted some lemon pepper in there. <laughs> That's it. He's like, boil he's the like, lobster. He's like, good. he's like, I came on the wrong episode. I wanted to do the lemon pepper wings. <laughs> Take a listen. 
make some noise for Martha. Yeah. Because baby got back. Thank you. You believe in cooking and cleaning? I do. I take care of my man. That's what you believe in, right? I do, yep. Because I have a hundred room mansion that I need you in. Oh, really? A hundred rooms? What do you need a hundred rooms? Is that a line from a song, dude? We should be creative. With Martha Stewart. Talk to her, Ross. Desperate, baby. Desperate. Talk to her, Ross. Wait for a beat to drop, right? I'm getting blushed. You're raising my temperature. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Martha looked a little uncomfortable at some points. It's on Monday nights on VH1, the I'm new BET, by the way, it. if you didn't know. What? Yeah, VH1 is like the new BET these days. Yeah, you, you, know, the, you didn't hear that? All their shows. What? They combine forces? No. <laughs> you don't see all their shows on there? It's I like Basketball Wives. No, no, no. Fucking, no you know, stop. I don't watch Yeah, well, I'm just no, saying. Yeah. Well, actually, girls, you should probably watch it. Because yeah. they, they combine. They combine forces? <laughs> There's a merger of some sort? I thought I, I missed the merger. I'm sorry, I had, to, I had to bring that up. I would have bought stock if they merged, man. I don't know. You know what's funny? Did <laughs> they merge? Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's, that's a, you got to check that out. It's, a, it's Martha right. and Snoop's you know what's funny, though? Not, dinner. Not to, bring him, not to bring him back up again, but when after Donald Trump was elected, I swear VH1 went on like a like, like, like black movie classics for like two days straight. It was like Friday. <laughs> Friday, yeah. It was, um, I think, all the Fridays. Uh, from one was the three, like three of them. It was a morning. It was, it was like, so let's cheer up the God, black community. It was the, it was the Michael, all comedies too. All, all comedies. That and then it was like one night where they showed like the Michael Jackson like you know, oh, the movie where that's like it's like six hours long. It was oh, the, yeah, the American that, Dream, they? American Dream one. They, they played that. They played that bad boy. That's a, that's a heartbreaker. It's a tough one yeah, to watch. The Fridays movie. They're all unedited. They're like yeah. This is for you guys. No one wants to watch um, <laughs> Michael Jackson's dad in that movie. Man. Oh, man. He's just... Oh. oh, Joe? Yeah, good old Joe. Oh, Joe? <laughs> you know him personally? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe? No, Joe. Me, Joe's misunderstood. Zach, exactly. My boy Joe? Me, Zach, Joe, Danny Ainge. We all get a foursome going on all the time, man. On the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that you caveat. That in there. Yeah. I was, no. was going to do it myself, Oops. but thank you. Oops. Clarification. <laughs> this is, we, we swing our sticks together. I mean, golf clubs. <laughs> we need Zach here more often. <laughs> this, in case you missed it, is brought to you by CLNS Radio. Make sure you download their app on your Android or iPhone for the best Boston sports coverage on, on the internet. Talking about Red Sox, Celtics, uh, Bruins, and Patriots. You can also listen to the Causeway Street podcast on there. CLNS Radio app. Make sure you download it. And also follow us on. Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, all at Causeway Street. And that's it for In Case You Missed It. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. Joel, very nicely done. Yeah, that was very nice. Thank you. Thank you. That was a really good I'm still still dying with the whole... No, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm I'm like tearing up right now. That was hilarious. That was a great In Case You Missed It. Um, You know, one thing I wanted to mention since Joel's, you know, obviously Sean is out here. Guys, if you you listen to us on iTunes, guys, give us a review. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think. We really appreciate it, guys. If yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that. you can also subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud. Yep. Plus, you know what I just realized? We didn't even get to that segment that we're going to get to. That's the next podcast. <sighs> no, we should do an after show. We'll do an after that should show? be the after Let's show. Do an after we'll show. do an after show. All right. We'll do an after show. <laughs> guys, check out yeah, our after check show. Check out our after show. <laughs> yes, I like it. Do your blast. So Show's not over, guys. Go on to YouTube. <laughs> if you're a diehard fan, you're going to check us out. If you're right now. If you like Facebook, if you like us on Facebook, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see. <laughs> You'll you see an after show posted. You'll see an after show. We need to. <laughs> Zach, where can they find you on the interwebs? 
at OTW Sports Radio, uh, off the wagon Sports Radio. For those of you who haven't listened to us before, uh, we're, we've been off pretty much the entire summer, but we're going to get back to it at some point within the next few weeks. John Paul Chenard, myself, Carl Badger, great show. Really good uh, show. Yeah. I miss all, you guys. Man. All of Boston like sports. Yeah, we'll get back. we got to get you guys on, too. Yeah. We'll, See, that's the thing. We'll, I didn't, we'll use your fame and you know, build promotion. ourselves up. I didn't know to shout, <laughs> shout you guys out because you guys haven't had a show in a while. So you guys are on yeah, hiatus. It's been a while. Let me just, you know, I'll let Zach handle that. Zach so, is yeah. also one of our writers on CausewayStreetBlog.com, yeah. too. So. You know, yeah. he's always <laughs> trying to try to some some good insight. Yeah, yeah. Zach drops gems. If, if it involves Demarcus Cousins, yeah, that's probably <laughs> going reaching for the dreams. But we're yeah. actually going to name our podcast Demarcus Cousins. Oh my god, Street. <laughs> but yeah, at OTW Sports Radio and uh, listen in. Certainly, you'll be able to catch our links there. Absolutely, guys. Of course, find me at uh, at Joe Sway Joe underscore S W A Y ten one zero one zero. I asked you guys like a long time ago if you can come up with a better uh, Twitter. Well, I gave you one, but you, you guys know. didn't give a shit. No, you didn't give me. Anything. I said, I said Swayze Ten. What's wrong with Swayze Ten? That's terrible. Sean, what do you got? At Sean Dutra <laughs> on Twitter. Yes, that, that's Sean's. That's uh, your Twitter. Twitter. What about the suggestions for Swayze Twitter? Oh, I, you can be Sean Dutra one. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to be confusing for people. Huh? <laughs> Sean Dutra Ted. All right, I'm keeping my handle then. Uh, you can be Sean with an H instead of the. I'm e. okay with it now. You've had like two years to change it. You haven't changed it. Now I've adjusted to my vocabulary. J underscore sway ten. Yes. I now I got it. That's actually J O E, but that's fine. What did I say? Oh, you said J. Yeah, Joe. I still got it wrong. You should change that shit. J Swayze CSP. CSP Causeway Street Podcast. Okay. All right, I'll take it all into consideration. <laughs> How about Sway? Guys, CSW. Hit up Joe underscore Sway <laughs> 10 yes. on Twitter and give him what his new name should be. There you go. I like that. We'll get uh, that going. The conversation go. never ends on Twitter, guys. So At Sean Dutra 1. Hit us up. Negative, positive feedback. Doesn't matter. As long as you listen. Amen. Yes, sir. We up out of here. Are we done? Yeah. yeah. All right. Later. Peace. After show. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. <laughs>